everyone. Welcome to the Paranormies present the Nationalist Inquirer, your live stream, Tuesday night live stream, Wednesday night podcast. I am Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I'm joined by Dogbot. What's up, sir? Howdy, y'all. And Reinhard von Krieger. Hello. What's up? Not much, guys. That's it. It's just the three of us. Uh, Grognak is in the dungeon, but we are having lots of computer issues still, so he will be taking notes from afar. Dude, we need to get him like a seeing stone or something. Something. A singing stone? Seeing stone. A scrying screen? He has one. It's in his hand right now. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's using that, but that's not. He can't use the scrying screen to join us for the. uh, He's he's looking at uh, crippled orcs and wheelchairs on Instagram right now. Wow. Why would he be looking at the crippled ones? He's not the. He's not that guy. He's the anti. Uh, he's the anti crippled guy stuff. Guy. No, he's he's you know people don't know this, but Grognak's job during the week is installing wheelchair ramps and dungeons. Oh, stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Right now, You're just because he's not here doesn't mean you can just you know. No, the only reason those ramps are even useful is when you have a monster that well requires a cart. Listen, so it, cart it up and out. As Mike Rowe would say, it's a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. Like like Mario Kart? No, not like Mario Kart. Oh. I would kick both like monster of your corp- asses. Like Monster Corps. No, I, absolutely not. You Actually, I doubt that because I have more, way more recent experience than you. Uh, dude, uh, my muscle memory alone will defeat you in Mario Kart. I don't know, dude. My son and I, we still play all the time. I'm younger than both I, of you. I, I think I could I beat you. Mario. I don't know, man. I don't know. That's a game. Smells like Coke. No. Oh, I said it first. Therefore, I'm the best. That's not how it works, Dogbot. <laughs> Maybe. That's not how it works. It's not how no, any of this works. No, that's that's an Alinsky tactic, and I and we all know that here. Oof. Okay? Yeah. Anyhow, um, <laughs> we are here live on Pilled.net, DLive, and Odyssey. I still don't know how to work the Odyssey thing. So everybody over on Odyssey, hi. I don't know. I don't know how to see you. Sorry about that. But uh, over on DLive and over here on Pilled. We're here. We got who do we got this week? We got uh, Saxon Rockwell. He's here on time as usual. Uh, and the other chat, we Alex McJab, Ben, Belt Loops Matter, Revelation based nerd. Ah, based nerd is in the chat. Now he's chilling, listening to the show. Ben, so, since Beatles leave empty, Slicer Beatles leave empty characters. I don't know what a Slicer Beetle is. Hmm. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Uh, you guys check out the uh, that slick presentation on the live stream there. The new- I mean, slick. It looks it looks like uh, the clearance section at an old blockbuster video. But that's absolutely the point. Dude, that's the whole point. It is slick as fuck like that. dude. That is slick. It is. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like when you buy something pre beaten up, you know, I, forgot. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, pre worn. It's, cool. it's cool. No, it looks. Yeah, it looks like some stuff we used to have in like in like junior high. You'd have like the. The old series. What what font is that? I know that's like the like the fantasy novel, but on a on a on a VHS series, what would it what would have been a series that would have used this font? Uh, uh, unsolved mysteries. Yeah. Okay. Yes. There you go. Good one. Good one. Ding. Point for dogbot. All right. <laughs> five points to the trooper cover kennel. Yes. Five points to the kennel. 
Yeah, feel free to, you know, if you want to get inside the Chupacabra Kennel Circle, uh, feel free to donate $500 monthly. Um, nobody's done it yet. So minimum, nobody's minimum. come to the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can walk out with your own Chupacabra turd. That's what you get. Uh, is like a consolation for your donation. Well, talk cons- about that 500 a month is just your chicken bucket budget, right? Your chicken meat budget. I can neither confirm nor deny because, you know, you know, uh, it's a, it's an operation I choose not to like get into great detail on. Yeah, let's not let's not talk about any of these. I just want to know where the money's going. Illegal puppy mills. Not just, just what? Listen, he ha- he just said he's had no takers yet. So, right, but probably I do need. I do. Like, I I would like a new stone. Had some. I would like a new stone fountain for the office to go with the mahogany desk. Right. I was going to say you probably have the same amount of subscribers as the other top circle, but Black Lives Matter. Yes, yes, the Black Lives Matter circle. I, right. I want a forty thousand dollar chupacabra like Sean King got to, got to have. That is it. No, actually, Reinhardt, that would be uh, Black Lives Matter would be a a circle of chicken bones in Atlanta. <laughs> it's like a salt circle. Yeah, it's like a salt circle. Keep like those evil spirits in. Oh man, was it like the basement of a KFC? That reminds me. Somebody check. Somebody check. Make sure they re up McNabb Circle. But anyway, um, uh oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I think Typhus let it slip. He did. He let it slip. He, well, what it was was he used uh, uh, unkosher salt. Crap. Oh man, he used the he used the like the Himalayan pink salt. It's not kosher. No, that goes in your water. That doesn't go for the McNabb Salt Circle. What do you guys think of having like a big Himalayan salt block in the kitchen? Um, I don't know. I've never, seen, I've never seen that particular phenomenon. I've seen every kitchen I've been in in the past like year. Everybody has the pink Himalayan salt. There has to be some sort of psyop. It has to be an op. It has to be. Oh, it is. What is it about the salt? That's pink? why is it pink? First of all, and why is it so popular? Well, oh, well, there's, there's does it does it taste different? No, it tastes like salt. Yeah, it's it's not really so. Pink salt is naturally occurring, but the just crazy amount of quote Himalayan pink salt that's out there is a total psyop. So they well, can charge more, and I don't know what they put in it. I don't know exactly, and I don't know that necessarily that it's coming from the Himalayas. And are they really mining it out there? Like are the Tibetan monks up there doing it? No. It's like that whole thing with the viper urine in like Thailand back in the seventies. You know, it was really a popular thing. And get a bowl of what? viper urine for your virility. I would does have it, to go back into this kitchen to make sure there were snakes. Does the salt renew itself? I don't know if salt is abiotic like oil, but I'm going to say if it comes from the earth, then yes. Because at, at some point. point, you're going to run out of Himalayan salt, right? From Himal- the Himalayas. You're just At some point, you're just going to run out of the salt. Well, until Tibet is freed from China, there will always be mines and mines of Himalayan salt. Oh, absolutely. That's the. I was just gonna say. Damn it. Very right. good. good. Well, well. Spiritually, they've never been free. Right, but which is why there's so much salt, as is right. That's where the mining operations come from. Uh, but what I'm saying is like it's it's a crazy like kale. Remember a couple of years ago it was kale. Everybody's eating kale, right? Kale, this kale chips. People are making kale chips. Trader Joe's, you for like five dollars, you can get an ounce and a quarter of kale chips. Which, what is your opinion of kale in general? Um, 
I mean, it's a leafy green that our bodies are not made to digest properly. It needs to be processed uh, severely before your body can actually process the nutrients that are in it. The fiber. I mean, if you're going to do it strictly for fiber, sure. It's great. I mean, it's like, you know, fiber in nature's push broom there. Kale is like a fucking industrial strength broom. Uh, okay. But other than that, no, you have to like, you have to do like the slow grind juicer, you know, to get the actual, the actual nutrients out of it or chew it like a cow. You have to have like four stomachs. Yeah. So I, like, so would you rather have spinach? It's spinach is similar. Spinach needs to be processed or cooked. Uh, raw spinach is actually very, very, very hard to digest. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, we're not, dude. Vegetables are one hundred percent a meme. Ve- fruits, fruits, not so much, but vegetables are. A lot of vegetables produce uh, inflammatory inflammatories in your body. So, uh, we're actually not supposed to eat a lot of them. A lot of these things that are spicy or have certain flavor characteristics, those are the things that uh, were were put into the plant to keep things from eating it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. 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 So, so, so but anyways, go on. So no, not salsa. You don't like I love salsa. salsa. Don't get me wrong. I love yeah. salsa. It's mostly fruit. It's mostly. Fruit, yeah. So, oh, the, okay. So we're, we're on, we're on record saying that tomatoes are not vegetables, but they're fruits. Tomatoes are a fruit. It, it's they are fruit. Yeah. It's, yep. it's a scientific fact. I'm sitting down right now for this. It's, it's I don't, I don't care what Phil Vischer told me in his Bible show. Phil tomatoes, Vischer. tomatoes are a fruit. Dude, Phil Vish, did you see the one I just posted? <laughs> Dude is having a meltdown on Twitter <laughs> the past couple of days. Oh, yeah. Well, it's because the Babylon Bee nailed him very, very well. Like, right in the, like, straight field goal kick right in the nuts. Yeah. So, I don't know what you guys are talking about, but I... Phil Vischer I, is the guy who created Veggie Tales, the uh, Zionist Schofield Christian, um, is it Sony production? Uh, nowadays, it was bought out by it was bought out by like DreamWorks or Sony or one of those okay, two. Yeah, one of those. I, I think I think they air it on Netflix. They air it on Hulu. Okay, Hulu. All yeah, right. I, I knew it was one of the major TV streaming services. Yeah, we yeah. don't have uh, offer it. We don't have Netflix, but we get Hulu because we because of our cell phone service. They th- they throw in all this stuff, so we. Have- oh, it's nice of them. Yeah, yeah, with with VeggieTales, they went bankrupt. Big Idea is the production company, and they went bankrupt after they put out their second theatrical movie. And <laughs> that's what you want to call it. Yeah, they got they got bought out and tried to revamp, and it didn't work. But then they started making because they tried to revamp it and not do like Bible stories, like not make it a Christian show. Well, they just tried to make it wholesome. Yeah. They took all the, yeah, I mean, like what little bit of Zionist Christianity they took out of it. And extremely Judeo-Christian. Oh, God, oh. I'm Noah, and I'm getting building an ark. Oh, God, please, God, spare pa, us from pa this grape. <laughs> Right. The Jewish voice. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. Still watched all those as a kid, but yeah, no, right. he's he's been having a meltdown over the uh, uh, Roe v. Wade abortion stuff because publicly he's trying to say that he's against abortion, but then he's he's uh, going on Twitter and doing the minuscule freakouts over little details on whataboutisms of when abortion is okay. Well, you know, you got to have that door cracked open just ever so slightly for those cases that uh most libtards have agreed are the acceptable ones right 
rapist as a fortune, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was doing like, what if somebody slips and falls into a person tier? Yeah, what about isms? Yeah, it was like really, really, really so, far fetched. So he was doing the Owen Cyclops. Uh, Basically, copy yeah. pasta. That 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 one was so good. And I'm pretty really? sure Owen Cyclops was retweeting some of his arguments <laughs> at some point, or at least was was screenshotting them. <laughs> well, it's just you know it, the justification for baby murder, the rationalization involved in it is just so bizarre. So, some people just go out on such a limb, and it's it's completely unnecessary. You could just just outright say. I don't think we should murder babies in the womb and just leave it at that. Yeah. Or just, or just do the thing where you don't say anything at all. Just don't have an opinion, you know, publicly. I, I publicly have an opinion about, oh, no, baby I know murder. You do. I'm not saying uh, I'm, I'm saying if you want to, like, if you don't want to be, never mind. you know what I meant? Anyway, right. I, for I public totally figures. know what you mean. Uh, right. It's yeah, just, it's like, listen, it's like going to a concert and Eddie Vedder starting to talk about gun control. You're like, that's not why we're here. Yeah, nobody yeah, wants to hear, hear you hu- proselytize. Yeah, I want to hear him perform a hunger strike. You know, I, like, I know, not really. Yeah, such <laughs> a great song. Temple, I don't know. Wooden Jesus was a better tune, I think. <laughs> but no, a hunger strike just dude. It's it's much much like every other uh, single from that era has been beaten into my brain so much that I just hate it so badly. You know, I just I just like to imagine either either Chris Cornell or Eddie Vedder trying to steal a loaf of bread at the at the grocery store. Right. But, <laughs> but do you have any idea? And, how and, many like, times... and like what one of their friends is with him? Like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? And he turns right. to his like, I don't mind stealing bread. I, yeah, that's the I line. don't mind. That's the one. He actually turns. He um, actually turns around and he's got like half a loaf in his mouth already. Right. Yeah. But uh, that's see the thing is is I worked in a lot of bars and bartended a lot and yeah. a, a lot of pairs of guys who can't sing try and do this on karaoke and it's just yeah that's another reason like drunk fat guys trying to sing Hunger Strike and the one dude trying to pull off the Chris Cornell stuff at the end especially when their cups are already overfilled when right? they're yeah yeah you're gonna you're just gonna do the all the lyrics. <laughs> we have a lot of content tonight. <laughs> a lot of content tonight. Bro. A lot of content. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Dogbot, welcome back to the show, dude. Uh, you know, it's the uh, Nationalist Inquirer. I don't know if you remember how, to, how we do this around here. It's news. Right. Yeah. I, I was getting hungry. I know. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Enough. 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 We're moving on. Uh, from. I'm not doing the Chris Cordell part. No, no, that's fine. Don't. Because it's 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 all terrible. I feel bad. Chris is dead. I do feel bad. Um, Man, the pipes on that lady. Yeah, I don't, uh, he's another one of those that I'm not sure about. Like with the daughters and like the, the death surrounding uh, surrounding like the Chester Bennington thing and all that. You know, listen, I I thought Dogbot went too far by suggesting that Tom Brady might be a lady, but Chris Cornell. He's got to stop. Somebody's got to stop him. Oh, no, I'm not saying he couldn't be because of all of, you know, I just I don't know. I don't know. There's, some of them have to be dudes, don't they? I mean, I don't know. They do. Need read, dudes. I, they do need dudes. Sometimes they don't just sacrifice yeah. Andrew. Andrew. I, I read. Oh, no. I read pilled somebody the other day that the penning, the 
Bennington thing from uh, Lincoln Lincoln Park, Lincoln Park. Yeah, you know who Lincoln Park is. I fucking hate that band. Uh, like that that it's uh, Podesta's bastard, and that they looked up both of them. They're like, whoa. That's well. That's yeah, that's an easy one to get like Q tier patriotards onto. Dude, I don't think that's Q tier at all, dude. No, I'm not saying. Bo- that, I'm not saying it is. Way before the fucking Q. I'm not. Off, I'm not you saying that no, it is. No, I'm saying not, that it's. It's not related to the Q thing, but at a level yes. of like ability to be accepted by these people. Yes. I don't know. I. I like. Every, I see what you, you mean. Know, using that Thank phrase you. so quickly, it sounds like a little, little bit of a high horse we had gotten on, you know. No, like, I, I, th- I, I think for, I, I, no, it's, it's a legitimate for, level of. It's one of the things that you just like, just like talking about Michelle Obama being a dude. It's an acceptable level yes. of conspiracy you're allowed to talk about. Yes, exactly, and it's a very, it's a very palatable one because it's PizzaGate, and they've already, right. they've already uh, poisoned the well. I think it's a good conversation opener with some people that haven't really thought about thought about that stuff at all. I mean, sure, but what I'm saying is, and I'm agreeing with Reinhardt that it is very like normie tier level. Exactly. Like, like you could talk to normies about that, no, no problem, and they wouldn't think you're absolutely nuts. So it's fine. I get, I get what you're saying as well, Dogbot, because, and the reason you can do that is because it is a normie tier sort of conspiracy level thing. And and again, the Pizzagate thing, a lot of normies know about Pizzagate, regardless of what they think about it. Um, they know about it. They've heard about it. Yeah, they, they've heard about the Podestas. About everybody's, seen, everybody's seen the Rage Fuel Podesta stuff. You know? Yeah, if they're, if they're right wing at all, you know, they will have heard of it at least. Right. And if they're left wing at all, they'll have heard of it and like roll their eyes to the back of their head. To answer Grognak's question in the chat, how does DB hate Lincoln Park? Uh, I have one word, rat. You know, like if 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 I had heard some of the Lincoln Park stuff that maybe didn't have rap in it, I might have been okay with it. But anytime I've heard heard rap combined with rock music, I just I I cringe into a singularity. And I don't think I'm alone. You should listen. To, you should go look up "Falling in Reverse." No, don't go look up "Falling in Reverse." I mean, you can, but did look you, up their did newest you, music videos. Did you see them open for Attila Reinhardt? I've never seen "Falling in, Falling in Reverse." I saw Ronnie Radke when he played with Escape the Fate, but um, I hate Lincoln Park because that's a band that my little brother liked, and anything that your little brother likes, the older brother's not allowed to like. A rule that's fair, yeah. So, I never actually like, and then and then and then I actually like the first time I like, I actually listened to one of their songs. I'm like, this is kind of gay. I was into much heavier stuff at the time, anyway, so it's not my cup of tea. Yeah, I was never a Lincoln Park fan, yeah. Me, anyways, but when I was scared, I, I understand like the skateboarders liked it and stuff, but anyway, no, yeah, that's not DB that loves Rage Against the Machine Moose, that's Skull. Skull Skull likes rage. Oh, loves rage. Don't don't get it twisted, Doug. But he loves rage. Yeah, you can't sugarcoat it enough. Like, no, no, he yeah he he doesn't care. He loves rage against the machine. He doesn't care. It's one of those things. It's not a guilty pleasure for him. He's he doesn't have any guilt over it. You can't guilt him over it. There's zero shame to that game at all. So it happens. 
it's kind of like you and like most of the stuff you listen to, DB. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, you know. Anyway. Where are we? Where are we? Did- Don't make it sound like the Venn diagram overlap is so thin there. Mr. All right, let's. <laughs> no, we all have. Listen, we all have eclectic music tastes. Let's, let's just put it leave, it. leave it at that. Let's leave there it. you go. Yeah, we all like what we like. We're allowed. It's our. It's our taste, right? No, it wasn't a joke, Grognak. It was a real thing. All right, moving on to. Let me check the time. Oh man, we haven't gotten anywhere near thirty-eight minutes worth of shit posting, Reinhardt. That's you know what I'm okay with that. <laughs> no, I know I'll we'll make up for it. Want to do? Do we want to do the? Uh, what do we want to do? You want to do something funny since we're sure? <laughs> you want to talk? About- Wait, what? Whoa, Johnny! Did you just get nabbed? Well, looks like the bulls on parade ran him over. I hate you. I know that just gives you more fuel. No. Oh, man. Johnny. Uh Uh-oh. Maybe he got arrested for stealing bread. Maybe. Oh, boy. Well, all right, then. I just got a filibuster for a minute. We have. Yeah, this is this is why we don't talk about Chad Bennington and Chris Cornell getting, uh, you know, Hillary or anything. Oof, you never know. Zoom, Zoom just looked me in the eye and said, "You are the host now." <laughs> you are the host now. Uh, probably <laughs> sounds exactly like one of their customer service people. <laughs> oh man. Well. No, no, no you're at the host now, Reinhardt. <laughs> Oh, good lord. You will be doing the hosting on the Zoom call, Zoom meeting. It is very efficient. <laughs> Are we going to get into the story? <laughs> Should we? Oh, am I gone too? Apparently, a ghost knocked over a cup of coffee on Johnny's computer. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's not great. So, um, all right. Give us one sec. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 So, yeah, uh, Johnny is battling a ghost right now, and the first casualty was his computer. So, don't know how long that's going to take, or if he will even be back right now. But, um, yeah, why don't we get into some stories? All right. It's going to be an interesting one. Uh, Man, I don't know. There's been a lot. Like, a lot. Do you want to do something funny here? Uh, we've got a lot of geopolitics. Good lord. Yeah. Uh, man, it's weird. I, I've been having a ghost in my apartment lately. I think it's the ghost of Chris Cornell. No. No. 
No. <laughs> I will. You know what? I'm the host. I will kick you. I will do the show by myself. <laughs> I will sit here and just read articles and riff. I mean, speaking of riff. No. All right. You know what? We're jumping in. Turn that off. We're done. All right. So last week, Johnny and I were doing the Nationalist Enquirer, and we gave an update on the Lev Tahor cult in Mexico, the Jewish cult. You know about those guys, right? Yeah, they made them illegal. They made them illegal, and they nabbed like 20 of them and put them in a Mexican jail. But it's not quite 110. Not quite. No. Not quite. No, this is just for this sect, which this sect has been denounced publicly by the Israeli government as well. So Hmm. these guys are actually, they have announced their intentions to actually move to Iran, and they've pledged to to the Supreme of Iran right now. How do you, what what does that get you, though? Like, if you go ahead and you you put your pledge into the Supreme... Ayatollah Khomeini of Iran, like, is he? I mean, is he, do people when they generally do that? He's like, eh, okay, come on over. I honestly don't know. I know. I guess. I, I guess preemptively, I could see that being a decent move if that's where you're going next, right? Sure. Like you. But I like. I'm not sure. Uh, like, I don't even know. Like, how you'd research to see how successful that as a move would be. Well, uh, their views specifically on sex and children definitely line up with, you know, traditional Muslim populations. So, I mean, that could work. So, what would some of these views be? Well, okay, and this is and this is why twenty of them were put in put in jail was uh, sex trafficking and uh, pedophilia, basically sexual assault, sexual abuse. So, so I go to BBC News, I, I tap on the link, and I get a prompt uh, through the ad blocker that says, news you can trust is news you can use. What do you think What do you think about that? Uh, <laughs> I'm just making the cringe for the Pepe cringe face right now. Yeah, the one smoking the cigarette? That's, yes. That's one of the, that was always one of the best ones. It really is. It perfectly... I mean... So it, they ha- they have a photo here of these these Jews in Mexico and like their faces that are blurred out. And I was really confused because there's like, I guess it's like a woman in a white sheet. And there's a blurred area where her butt or or other side would be. But it's actually another woman in a white sheet. <laughs> yeah, it's on the, the other on person's the floor, face. On, on, on the floor <laughs> on her knees. So like that's her face. I was like, whoa, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> And then there's just this weird woman on the right, too, that's like, it's like she's just jumping into the picture. Yeah, she's like, hey, I I want in on this, too. It's like when you're taking Uh, a picture at Disney and the foreign kid jumps in. I mean, I I wouldn't. Okay, I don't. I know they're Jewish because we know they're Jewish, right? Right. Right, Like, uh, but I swear to God, the, the guy in the glasses on the left looks like uh, Colin Kaepernick as he's doing his uh, anti-white race videos and stuff. Yes, he does, he's got, actually. Like, the, he's got, like, the smart guy glasses on, everything. And I've always thought Kaepernick looks just full-on Jewish. Oh, yeah. He he, 100% looks like a, like a weird mulatto Jew. Yeah, he looks more Julato than Slash. 
That's a hard one. Ugh. The other the other guy over there is like Arabic Russell Brand. I don't know. It's just weird. Right. Well, the guy the guy on the right looks like the one that you would uh, cast for an extra in like twenty four or something like that. <laughs> yes, yeah, he's the for, guy with the like, dirty bomb. Like, yeah, like like we've got our extremist right here. Like, like he's in the airport and and he's like tr- he's like sweating. Yeah, <laughs> it's like twenty minutes of him sweating and making phone calls. Yeah, and there's a couple. Of, there's like a there's like a soccer mom that looks over sort of suspiciously at him, and he's like starts sweating a little harder, and then <laughs> and then it cuts the commercial with the tick 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 tick. Yeah, like he's perfect cast. Perfect. I don't know how real how real do you think this sect uh, Lev Tahor is? Like, well. <clears throat> They've been in the news for a while, and the guy the guy who founded him back in the 80s, he's dead. His son is running it now. I, I see them as being an actual cult, but I'm not um, I'm not convinced that the Israeli government doesn't support these guys, actually. Um, I don't know what interests they really serve. They don't have that many members. Like, they're not huge. Um, but I don't I don't know. I, I see them definitely as a cult. So one of their things is they require women and girls as young as three years old to completely cover up with robes. I mean, this isn't entirely inconsistent with certain strict versions of Catholicism in Mexico where they ask the women to completely cover up as well. You know, it's just saying, like, it's not like it's not completely out of tune culturally in Mexico. Right. No, it's you're you're right about that. It's um it's their extracurricular practices because they are hyper they're hyper traditionalist, hyper Noahide laws. Um so they are they're basically living out what most Jews actually believe behind closed doors. Okay. Um, and this isn't the first time they've been caught in like sex scandals or anything like that, or at least accused of it. Uh, but this one, they were caught red-handed with, um, well, child marriage, which included in the sexual abuse, but also connections to sex trafficking, human trafficking. Yeah, that seems like the pot calling the kettle black in that country. Uh, yeah, well, um, Mexico of all places. As, uh, but for them, at least, it's Mexicans doing it to Mexicans. So the operation stemmed from an appeal to a former member of Israel's domestic agency, Shin Bet, by a former member of the sect. Uh, so, like somebody left, somebody left the cult and went and uh, got a hold of the nearest Jew fed that they could find, right? Basically, yeah. And so, uh, because. Israel uh, definitely does not respect the borders of others when it comes to what their agency decides to do. Hence, uh, all the extracurricular assassinations of former members of the German government from World War II. Right. Uh, they have they they have no problem. They have no problem just going to Mexico and uh, and and uh, it, it probably is not hard to grease the wheels in certain in certain. St- states in mexico to try to to try to interfere with what the sect is doing no for for israelis it's probably far easier than it is for americans um but i always found it interesting speaking of borders this was <laughs> they're they're on the guatemala border they're not even on the u.s border 
where right. these guys have been. Uh, real quick, real quick, Bash uh, Gordon is joining us. Yo, what's up, guys? Hey. What's up, dude? What's frying up, dude? As they'd say back in the hood. <laughs> How do I sound? Oh, you sound good. Great. Okay, good. Um, first time on Zoom, believe it or not. Yeah, it's yeah. something new we've been doing. The sound is really good. quick. Where um, you're at, you guys aren't pilled, right? I just want to bring up that stream really quick. Yeah. Net. Are you guys talking about that weird uh, Lev clock, Lev, Lev, whatever the heck it is? Um, Lev Tahor. Yeah, I'm not saying all that. <laughs> or Tahor. <laughs> Too Hebrew, long. Hebrew for pure of heart is their uh, is their English name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hebrew for pure of heart. Formed in Israel in 1988 and is thought to number up to 350 members. Whoa. Wow. Oh, yeah, that's that's scary. A scary note. Like, I, I, I just only imagine that this is uh, small, small potatoes when it comes to desert cults in the <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, giant, yeah. giant country of Mexico. Like, I'm sure I'm sure there are some uh, some fantastic uh, desert cults going on down there. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, there's there's some that are you know weird mixtures of Catholicism and Mayan mysticism that will okay, not some, many. Uh, they'll just straight up kill you if you cross them the wrong way. Um. But yeah, these guys. I you know I said it last week. The guy who actually went to the Israeli Domestic Intelligence Agency is a former member. Uh, Israel Amir, I will applaud anybody for leaving a cult, but in this case, we know it's just trading one cult for another. <laughs> and so, d- I don't mean to interrupt, but nah, if go you ahead. go to one of the if you go to one of the links three days ago, uh, the leaders of the Jewish sect arrested on suspicion of human trafficking. <laughs> Did Manaxa get his? his <laughs> sorry, he got it his computer free. working. Uh, Gentlemen. There we go. We're back. Uh, I'm on my phone. Yeah. Oh, oh Lord. The computer is dead. Oh, no. It yeah. will not start back up. It is. I'm letting it dry. It's unplugged. I'm leaving it. I don't know what to do tomorrow. I'm going to take it to the Apple store. See if they can salvage it. Put it in rice. Get a five-pound bag of rice. Shove it in there. <laughs> rename, yeah. it Je- re- rename it Jeremy. <laughs> what? Oh, never mind. What you do is you buy the exact same computer uh-huh. and then you go back the next day and bring the old one that you fucked up back and say it's not working. <laughs> this one's like five years old. Oh, okay. Oh. That would that would work in most cases except for Apple too, because with liquid damage or water damage, they have a way to tell right off the bat. Oh yeah, they have a they have things inside that are uh like liquid sensitive. Huh. Yeah. Apparently, it was you said it was, it was like a Rube Goldberg machine that destroyed it here. Like you hit one thing and it hit something else and projected something else onto it. Oh my god! I, no, I didn't touch anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't touch anything. My mic stand collapsed because of the bevel on the underside of the table that it's attached to. I said it was a ghost on the show. I'm saying Masad, oh, but okay. You could you could have kept that going. That's Masad. <laughs> That's Masad. Are we still on? Yeah, we're yeah, still, we're on. still we're, on. We're oh, talking about yeah. uh, Lev Tehor members escaping from police custody in Mexico. <laughs> Hebrew right. of the pure of heart. Nice. 
And Dogbert, yes. you were just mentioning, was it this article at the bottom? Uh, it says that they did extract extract children and teenagers. Yes, and and, and like the uh, the lawyer, the lawyer for the the leaders that were that were apprehended said that the uh, apprehension was just an excuse to raid the compound. Oh yeah, uh, what we had talked about last week is the. Um, the leader, it's Shlomo Helbrand's son. The leader and his buddies were saying that it was an act of anti-Semitism. It was just because that they were practicing Jews that they uh, raided the cult. Yeah, even though it was Israeli intelligence that were part of the raid. Right. Right. <laughs> it was yeah. literally raided by Israeli intelligence who were going there to get, like, some, wasn't it like some Mossad agent's nephew or something? It was a former member who went to the agency and they still had his son. Ah, that's what it was. Yes. Yeah. It was a kidnapped. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was a, it was I a, mean, the Jews, they don't care. They don't, those, those kind of Jews don't care. They, they, they kidnap kids all the time, whether they're goys or not, you know? Yeah. Wow. Looking at a picture of these guys, I can, I can like smell the picture, dude. Uh, no, <laughs> don't smell good, dude. Don't smell no, good. it's bad. They're they're not. Yes, they're not an attractive bunch. Yeah. Well, no. this uh, th- this one picture here, the middle guy looks like Sean King. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Little a little more swarthy though, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like more black than Sean King, <laughs> which is zero percent black. But yeah, I, I I meant I meant the snowboarder. <laughs> oh. oh yeah. Oh, the flying tomato. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So we have the yeah. flying tomato. We have. Uh, uh, Arabic Russell Brand, and we have uh, Colin Kaepernick. Arabic yeah. Russell Brand, and tattooless, and tattooless Colin Kaepernick. They're probably yeah. heading down to Central America for revenge. You know that in 2014, a bunch of them got kicked out from down there. They went yes. to some place. I think we talked about this a long time ago. They went to some place where nobody ever met a Jew before, and managed to get like pogrom within the year. <laughs> oh yeah, it was in Peru, I think. Yeah, no, no, yeah, maybe or Central it was, America. It was somewhere down there. They, they got, it they got the, kicked. No, it was in the mountains of Peru. It was some Peruvian Wait. village way the fuck up in like. I think you're thinking of a different time, actually. Yeah, John. I think you are. Oh yeah, you're thinking of a different time, but like they were kicked out oh. of El Salvador. El Salvador, okay. that's what it was, because I remember that because I was uh, thinking to myself, okay, this is one of the murder capitals of the entire world. Right. Well, <laughs> and, wasn't that the one where, um, oh no, that was the, uh, the prisoner, right? Didn't they send the Jewish prisoner back because he complained so much? Yes. <laughs> well, for, for a while they were, they were joking around saying El Salvador is, is technically one ten, but you know, it was just one group of Jews from one village. Right. So okay. yeah, I know what you're talking about. I remember this now. I remember this now. Yeah. Those little, those little squats weren't taking it, dude. Hey, what, no, what do you got? Yes, they were they were not having it. You know, they're like, listen, if anybody's gonna rape their nieces, it's gonna be MS thirteen. <laughs> It'll be MS. That's right. Yeah. It'll be MS thirteen. Man, M- MS thirteen versus Lev Tehor, Mortal Kombat, like five on five. Oof. <laughs> I don't know. Jiu Jitsu versus. I mean, what is? I mean, what would MS thirteen is literal like black magic. Yeah, and there's 13. I know. It's like, well. Machetes and shit. Yeah, machetes. and. So really, it'd be about the same thing. <laughs> Jews using whatever instruments used for circumcision. Well, I was going to say, a Jew with a machete, that's uh, it's going to be more than your foreskin. Oh, yeah. A little bit more. We get a little yeah. sloppy with it. Anyways. All right. Um, 
Where do we want to go out of here? Hey, have you guys seen the phenotype reports? Oh, the phenotype report. Yeah, yeah. pull that up in the. Uh, here, let me pull up the drive real quick. Is that a full type thing? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like I saw it on I saw it on Twitter today, and I also saw it on Telegram. The Edmonton Police Service is for the first time oh, using oh, DNA yeah. phenotyping in the hopes of identifying a suspect in a sexual yes, assault phenotyping. case. Yes. I wonder how what's the countdown until that's banned? Yeah, that's it's it's gotta be like short because every it's single time you're by DNA and it's coming up, they're like, Well, the, the rapist was black. Yeah, <laughs> shocker. Yeah. Now I think I, there'd be some big AI, but they could probably run that through like an old like Atari, it'd probably come up with it to figure it out too, though, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Yar, you're playing Yar's Revenge. <laughs> but yeah, no, they, they show this picture. Revenge. That's Atari, dude. That's real old. Yes, yes. I'm real old. Well, I'm older than you. Yes, it it didn't look. It didn't look anything like the cover art. No, I'm playing it. Even, I was you just couldn't even. You know, because all the cover, a lot of the cover, not all, because some of the cover art was bad, but a lot of the cover art for the Atari games was really cool. And then you get the game out and it was like four bit technology. Wasn't even like eight bit Nintendo. It was less than that. It was like six and four bit. And it was a lot of squares and stuff that didn't look anything like the cool fantasy art on the cover. No, I do got to ask Johnny. Did you play? You were probably the one kid that owned uh, uh, Polybus or whatever. Who? Uh, Polybus. Polybus. Called. I think we did. Didn't we? Didn't you guys do an episode on that? You mean the? You mean the uh, game? The the spaceship shooting game that doesn't really exist, or supposedly does, and people claim they like hallucinated it and stuff. Or yeah, I heard that story. We never talked about it on the show. So that'll be a good one. So. Trip Nine Inch Nails did a video for a song a few years ago called Less Than, and the person in the video is playing that video game. Mm. So, it, even it's, though it it's, supposedly doesn't exist, right? And it looked a lot like Gyrus and the or Tempest, something you know. Yeah, I have no idea. So Tempest and Gyrus, you're 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 the spaceship from the back, and you spin you spin around to shoot ships that are coming towards you. Ah, okay. Wait, what does this have to do with black phenotype prediction? Literal, uh, literal minority report. That, like, literal need minority some supercomputer nice. to do this. You know. Nice. <laughs> um. No, it's a. It's a. Yeah. It's so this computer program is a computer program, right? Yes. That I, I can't open I can't open any of these articles and do this thing with the show. I'm like so mad right now, guys. So you're gonna have to help me through this. So it's a computer program, right? That does phenotype matching to, D- to DNA. Yes. Yep. Based based on the uh the countries of origin that make up the the overall person. Right. Based on like 23andMe type haplogroup groupings and whatnot. Yeah, so for this one specifically, it came up with uh, the the specific majority percentage of DNA was East African and then West African and then South African. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So when you look at... Do them both. Okay, yeah, that's hilarious. When you, 
when you look at the continent of Africa and the and the the color coded areas that he supposedly his DNA is supposedly from, it's basically just sub-Saharan Africa, with the exception of like a slice of West Africa. Well, that slice of West Africa, that little chunk that's like in between Northwest South Africa in the center. There's like 13 countries in that little chunk. So. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you got to remember, Africa gets broken up into into new country groups all the time. A lot of arbitrary lines just shifting around over there. I don't know. Might might be seeing more the uh, the head of the nuclear or not nuclear. The head of the missile program for Kenya has been trolling for uh, for chicks on Twitter recently. What? Yeah, the country. The country's going to be bankrupt. He's giving out his credit card information. <laughs> Like, it's all going to be like Indian scammers. Well, that's how they're bringing doing, it. Yeah, I was say he's doing Nigerian prince things. Like, he's on Telegram. Good afternoon, great patriot. But it's actually him. <laughs> it's literally him in his office. Right. Did in you, a palace. Did you guys know that Trey Gowdy is on Telegram? Oh, yes, we do. I had, we who, who is okay. Trey Gowdy? I've never it's heard of this man weird looking guy. It's all I remember. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Well, See, that if Trey Gowdy is get finished or something. Yeah. If Trey Gowdy is an FTM. That's a weird looking chick. Ew. They all, all, all of them are. And yeah, never mind. Yeah. Never mind. He's got like a bird mouth. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's a beak. It's not really like a small bird mouth. It's a large beak. Very skexy ish, you know? It, yeah. Yeah. He could be, he could be a skexis. Yeah. I'm going to say he is actually. Just go all the way. He is. Skeksis. All right, yeah. fair enough. All right. In the, you heard it from Fast Gordon first. Trey Gowdy's a Skeksis. In the Kabuki theater that that is congressional hearings during the Obama administration, he was the uh, soundbite generator for Fox News. Oh yeah, yeah. He was that. He was that tough guy that was standing up to everybody that they still got pushed through. He he knows the law and he's asking lawyer types questions. Right, right. He's doing lawyer things. You wouldn't understand. You're not a lawyer. And now he's he's on Telegram. Yeah, We would have to, you know what would would help is if we had a friend who was so legal savvy that he could get everybody out of things. That'd be awesome. That'd be weird. Yeah, it'd actually be really weird if one person could do that, but considering... Especially Especially for free. Right. For like free. pro bono, right? Oh, they say they say pro bono, right? Pro boner, oh, name bono. Yes, <laughs> bono? bono. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hola. The world. Oh Jesus! <laughs> the world's largest piece of shit. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that was that was probably top five episode of of South Park of all time. Yeah, yeah. yeah like like I you think that, top five. That, top five. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll give you that. I'll give you. I was gonna say top ten. I would have put it at like six or seven, but okay. All right. I'll, I'll let it slide. I'll put it. I'll put it four or five. <laughs> really? Like, yeah. yeah. Mm. For me, one of the top five is a uh, butter's bottom B. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Yes. Yes. He goes to the acorn. Uh, he goes. He goes to the acorn to get a house for his his hookers, and they're like, "Nope, not falling for this." <laughs> Out. <laughs> Nope, nope. Uh, uh. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to rewatch that later. See, that was back when that was back when they were doing things that weren't just like boilerplate, uh, pop culture, um, politically, you know, sort of funny stuff. 
Semi-final. Yes. yes, I know what you are saying. Oh, that's the best. Yes, I know what you're saying. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I know. What happened to South I Park? A, dude, is, I had a roommate. Uh, so I had right. a roommate when I was divorced. I had a roommate that was a wigger. And well, he was a, he was a uh, select he was selective with it. Like he would be a wigger around his friends and around like his parents. He kind of was, but at work he was never right at work. <laughs> like always, you know, pretty just normal. But uh, he used to do that. Gnomes and I used to always. Yes, I know what you were saying. Yes, he never got it. He did not get the joke after like eight months of living together. Still didn't get the joke. Uh. That's a good yeah, story. South Park. I think South Park went downhill after. Uh, I think those guys. They just they're from like the what, like the Rocky Mountains. They they went and lived in California too long. Is my theory. They, they were just ma- they marinated out there I too think, damn long. I think one of them is at least at least one of them is a crypto kike. I, don't I know. Think, I think one, one of them is. Hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. Matt Stone Big, is Jewish. He's Matt he's Stone publicly Jewish. Jewish. Okay. Publicly or, or mixed. Yeah. 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 The other one married also. a black woman with a kid already. Yeah, and much yeah. like yeah, Trey Parker did the Trey Parker did the Dirk Nowitzki. He did the yeah, he did the libertarian thing. Yeah, so no, no, if he did the libertarian thing, he would have married. He would have married. He would have married an Asian. Yeah, he would have married an Asian. Yeah, true. He wouldn't have been a black. He did the he did the Bill Burr he did the Bill Burr Dirk Nowitzki thing, where he did he did something to make his Jewish friend happy. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, Nowitzki made Mark Cuban happy. Uh, you know, Trey made Matt happy and bill burr i forgot what his jewish but uh uh oh it was probably for uh speaking of stories howard stern his jewish oh yeah true yeah let me pull that up real quick I, yeah I, I i threw a howard stern story in the stack i i, I didn't i didn't know if we'd actually get to it because i don't really i know nobody really cares no I nobody just, cares but he's just i was just a- really shocked that of all people who are filthy and disgusting that he had been hiding out because of COVID for two years in his basement. <laughs> yeah. Howard Stern of all people was afraid of COVID. <laughs> right. Right. Well, the thing was, the thing with that is that, yeah, he's, well, he's a huge germaphobe, just like um, Howie Mandel, right? Howie, Howie has that show. What was that show? The pyramid, the um, oh, deal or no deal. Something, yeah. Deal or no deal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was going to say Bobby's world. Wow. Wow. <laughs> what? No, not Bobby's world. We're talking about deal or no deal. Like where people would come up to him, and, you know, during the show contestants and he would never hit, shake hands, just fist bumps. Right. That's like Howie Mandel. He's the Jew that's super, super like germaphobic. But Howard Stern is supposed to be like. Um, oh, who is the guy, the newspaper uh, magnet that like locked himself away? Remember? Hearst. Hearst, yeah. yes. Yeah. William Randolph Hearst locked himself away because he was such a germaphobe. I think that was he was the guy that they based the uh, creep show segment off of. Mm. Mm. But um, also yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Howard Stern is the same way. He used to always like hand sanitizer all the time on his show was always hand sanitizer. Even like he used to always say he felt dirty with like you when he was doing dirty shit with strippers and stuff. And then, you know, <laughs> he would always say he felt it because he was always use hand sanitizer and like, I got to go wash, you know? So even when he was doing degenerate stuff, he was always like a, a weird germaphobe. Oh my you know who God. Else this is, is a big germaphobe. Oh. This is funny. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Donald Trump was a huge germaphobe for the longest time. He had back in the, I think the early nineties, he suggested that, that we should bow like the Japanese 
instead of shaking hands. And that's why if you watch the, the old Mario Brothers movie from 1993 where Dennis Hopper looks like him, he's like paranoid about germs, remember? Yeah. Oh, he's making fun of Donald Trump there. Yeah, they're making fun of him even back then. And he was oh, nice. Like, yeah. I have a I have a uh, pirated copy of the old Super Mario Brothers movie. I've been meaning to rewatch. It's I'll been just say it. I, I I love that movie. I don't care. What anyone, I loved that's, it as a kid. And that's, I still like yeah, it. it's it's such a weird movie when you watch it, but like it, it was great though. I don't know. I watched it probably yeah. thirty or forty times as a kid. Oh my yeah. god. Um, yeah. besides besides, um, shit. Go ahead, Reinhardt. What were you gonna say? I was going to bring it back to Howard Stern for a second. Um, oh, yeah. Howard Stern. That's what we <laughs> with his, his going out. So apparently it wasn't just him. He was at a table with, like, I don't know, Jimmy Kimmel, Jennifer Aniston, John Hamm. It's a weird collection of people. Um, but he, he said, I had a really exhausting weekend emotionally and physically. For the first time in two years, I ventured out of the house. It was too much for me. It was too much. Yeah, it was I, too much. It was too much. I got. I walked out of the house. It was too much. Oh, yeah. oh. I would apparently oh. he's he said to his wife, "I don't want to go. I'm in a panic. I don't want to get COVID. I'm in a panic. I'm in a panic. I mean, Robin, I'm, Robin, I'm in a panic. I don't know. The what penis to do. is so I small. Oh. I mean, oh, I think everybody would be fine if he stayed home. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. But look at looking at Howard Stern now. He is as stereotypical prototype Skeksis Jew as you can get. Like, he's got to be wearing a wig. No, that's his Jewfro. I thought he went bald. Howard Stern? No, no. Uh, Who who else are you thinking of? Yeah. No, I'm just I'm I'm thinking that he went bald and he's just wearing a wig. There is no way. Oh, you're thinking that that's what happened. He's not saying that publicly. He's trying to remember something. No. Oh well, I mean, I mean, he is the quintessential face for radio, but mm-hmm. like, but because he did the ETV live stuff, he really did like pump the hair thing up. So the hair could be a, extensions or a wig. Well, here's the thing about Howard Stern. Okay. Um, he there's, there's a Twitter account called Bald at Bald Stern. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is Howard, and I'm the most insecure, completely bald man on the planet. I also wear a ridiculous wig. Hashtag Howard Stern is bald. So that's been circulating for quite some time. And Howard Stern protests so much about how not bald he is. This is my hair. It's my real hair. It's girly. It's just thick. It's a Jufro. It's a Jufro. Anyway. So there's no proof that he wears a wig or that he colors his hair. Probably colors it for sure. I mean, now it's gray, but like he's had the same amount of hair forever. I have never seen to his credit. I've never seen anywhere where it looked like he might have been thinning, you know. So in fairness, I try to look at him as little as possible. But Right, right. No, I used to watch. Well, in the 90s, I used to watch the, his stupid show when it first came on. E. Oh, is that when his lesbian era where he was obsessed with lesbians for that longest yes. time? So yeah. Every episode is like, oh, you lesbian, you get a kiss, get a kiss. Right. Yeah. So I go, well, you, you kiss her, you know, go ahead. It's on the radio, so you can't see, but just go ahead and kiss. Yeah. So just it's OK. I get to see it. Yeah. That was his whole thing. Yeah. He'd get like, he'd get, yeah, it was just, just degenerate stuff with girls. And he definitely, like you said, dog about quintessential prototypical, probably the proto face for radio. <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah. yeah. 
funny, but you're talking about he was bitching about going out finally after COVID and having a panic attack. It was funny, Johnny. Was like, I actually was going to text you this, but I was at a wedding up in Chicago. And I, I live in a small Midwestern town, but I went to a wedding like in the city and all these like Chicago people that like were totally locked down were all telling their stories. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, like they turned to me like, what, what was it like for you down where you live? And I'm like, like, like a hundred miles away from the city. I'm like, um, the lockdown lasted about two and a half weeks. And then everyone just kind of started going to bars again and shit. And like, they're all looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, weren't you worried you were going to die? I'm like, nah, not really. I mean, it's like fucking cold. I mean, <laughs> no, no, what are you no more do, than right? I would have been if I were living in Chicago on a normal weekend. Yeah, I mean, you guys ought to be, it's almost like, I feel like they get that anxiety from black crime. So then they just put it into something else like global warming or getting a cough or some shit, you know? It's oh, like, yeah. Right. <clears throat> and then they project it onto you when you're talking about things like COVID. Oh, God, yes. Well, I rode the L when I was up there, too. That was that was totally different. Though, oh, you rode the L train in Chicago? Oh, hell. And I walked from about oh, crazy why? walk. Because I, long story, I went all the way from um, kind of where the museum campus is. There's no hotels there, but it was kind of that area, like South Loop. I walked all the way to Wrigley Field from there. I forgot how far it was. But, you know, I'm, I'm an ex you know, wildland forest firefighter, so I made it. It was kind of fun. The neighborhood up there wasn't too bad. Then I took the train back, and it it wasn't like I didn't see anything too crazy, but it's like the old days, you could just kind of, like, go about your business. You would tell everyone in there is, like, on edge. Like, people aren't looking at their phone. They're looking up. You know, you could just tell there were people throwing shit on the tracks like garbage. Like, that shit wouldn't happen, like, even five years ago. You know? You just tell everyone's just waiting for uh, – start here and somebody start beating their chest or something you know mm. yeah the cities of Kane are bursting at the seams and they're just waiting for something else <laughs> yeah thing completely come unraveled speaking of unraveling <laughs> uh so north korea just blasting off a missile dude yeah well, well, uh, according to I mean, According to our man on the ground there in Japan, our buddy Alt Skull, um, North Korea does this all the time. They they test stuff in the general direction of Japan, and nobody cares. Yeah, that's nobody cares. That's not surprising. It's like whenever you'd hear something about uh, like Russian boats coming close to the U.S. coast or something happening in the South China Sea, like China with Taiwan, right? China posturing with Taiwan. They've been doing that every month for the past like ten years, even longer. Right. It's it's just when they get possibly pointed towards Hawaii, you get some of the craziest text message chains you'll ever see screenshots of. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. it's really nothing. <laughs> and the other, well, the main reason that is, I think that um, Americans, like literally, if you lived on like say East Louisville and like something was going on, and there was like a war going on in West Louisville, the people that lived in East Louisville would still go to work. <laughs> You know, right. you know what I mean? That's how Americans are. They're like, oh, it's not happening. Like on my street, fuck it, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, move down the highway. One more exit, you know. Right, right. Yeah, that's so that's in that country. You guys, yeah, right. So nobody cares. It's in Japan, and the Japanese don't care. The Japanese are like the North Koreans. They point that stuff at us all the time. Uh, they're they're just like the guy uh, sitting there on the on the uh, at the gallows, looking over at the other guy, like first time, <laughs> worrying about a nuke going off, you know. Uh, <laughs> was that was that your jap was that your Japanese impersonation? Uh no. I was, okay. Uh, 
What was a Japanese impersonation? Oh, a first timer or no? Yeah, um, the, the, the interesting thing about this situation <laughs> is apparently missiles have been fired back from the Uh-oh. U.S. U.S. base in South Korea and from a South Korean military base that's nearby, I guess, in Seoul. Um, yeah, apparently they fired it back. So, and apparently they hit something. Well, didn't that dude that dated Montel Williams uh, and the mayor of San Francisco, that's our vice president, say we're best friends with them? Cory Booker? Uh, <laughs> what? Camel. Camel. Uh, oh, okay. Cam- camel. Kamala. Camel toe. Yeah. Right. Mm. Right. Kabbalah Haretz. Yeah, Kabbalah yeah. Haretz. Yes. Um, we're best friends with Adam Apple. With who? South Korea? North Korea. I didn't know she was friends with with North Korea. Did is yeah, that one of those said, like she fo- said it? Is that one of her one of her foot in the mouth moments where she meant to say South Korea because we are best yes. friends with them? Yes. Okay. But she well, said maybe North she's Korea. friends with the North Korea guy. Remember, maybe it was a dick in the mouth moment from back in the day. You know? I mean, <laughs> she made some friends. Very possible. She with quotes. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a that's a dude. Yeah, Kim Jong Il was really uh, confused why he uh, why she knew her way around down there so well. You know. <laughs> You know, Kim Jong-un, when he was born, there were three rainbows in the sky, and they saw a chiron, uh, like a dragon unicorn, weaving through them. You know what? Fuck it. I'll believe it, man. I mean. Yeah. Dude, esoteric esoteric juche is a pretty pretty potent stuff. I just want to get I just want to get tapped into the one North Korean channel that actually exists that just <coughs> plays footage of Kim Jong Un for twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, so Kim Jong Un was the dad, and Kim Jong Il is the current one, right? No, Kim, yeah. Other way, Kim Jong Un is is the son. Kim Jong Il uh, is the one who died. Okay, Kim Jong Il is the first one, right? Kim Jong-il is the one that when he was born, there were three rainbows in the sky and there was a Kieran uh, weaving through it. Also, he played golf one time and he got uh, 18 holes in one. So that's why he's never played golf ever again, because he doesn't want to just like he doesn't want to destroy other golfers. He, mm. he's a, yeah, that's really nice of him, dude. Makes sense. <clears throat> All right. His jump, his jumpsuit became a worldwide trend for men, uh, <laughs> as well, according to uh, the the North Korean propaganda. Uh, that's great, dude. I'm I'm still I'm still looking to to nab that look. Honestly, I just don't have the thousands of dollars it takes to you know, get a suit of that quality. Johnny, that's a lot. Do, of money. John, a lot, Johnny, a lot of- John, do you think we can pool enough money together to get a Kim Jong? Uh, Kim Jong Il suit for Reinhardt for Christmas. For him we'll so we're getting a new a new uh, new uh, desktop for Johnny, I think, aren't we? We gotta get a new computer <laughs> for Johnny first. Seriously, sorry, dude, you're gonna be set back on the Kim Jong Il uh, jumpsuit. There. That's okay. You know what? Even if I were to wear it, I would still keep the beard. Yeah, that's good. Right, right. Um, oh, right. luckily for me, hey Reinhardt, I just checked my clouds and i have all of the episodes that we have pre-recorded still in my cloud so nothing is none of that is lost thank you okay well thank you antichrist yeah one thing yeah i I feel weird saying you're welcome ryan (laughs) you get one you get one (laughs) you're you're about 10 years too late dog bot 
Uh, real quick, before we do any break stuff, do we want to hit one more? No, let's do some break stuff. Do some break stuff? All right. <clears throat> yeah, so, you're, you're making um, fun of me for Attila, and we're about to play this. I yeah, know. And I, 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 heard, I heard it in my friend's car the other day, and I was like, oh, let's play an Unearthed song. Unearthed is like cheesy OG metalcore. Um, I had a cousin that used to date Buzz McGrath a long time ago before they got signed, dude. That's freaking hilarious. But anyways, he's from Massachusetts. So, but the false yeah. idol is a catchy song. False idol is a catchy song, so we're gonna listen to it regardless of how cheesy the rest of the music is. <laughs> here's on Earth. Yeah, I like. No, I mean it's cheap, dude. Cheesy, cheesy metal is always fun. I mean, come on, Sabaton, right? Like, uh, I have a bunch of I have a bunch of friends that went to Sabaton, but I I went and saw Russian Circles instead, and Ooh. I am not I'm not mad about that. Oh no, absolutely! I you you absolutely made the right choice. All right, we're gonna listen to to uh to Unearth, and we'll be back. Oh! 
We're back. This is still the Paranormies present the Nationalist Inquirer. We are still live. I'm still Johnny with uh, Reinhardt. Jeez, I'm still shook up over the computer thing, guys. Uh, Reinhardt, Dogbot, and Fash Gordon. I uh, didn't Yo. get a chance to say hi. Hey, Fash. Hello. How's it going, man? Uh, pretty good. Uh, minus my throat's a little bit scratchy. I started taking down a uh, drop ceiling. That um, Oof. well, I don't know when the last time um a big bottle of a gla- big glass bottle of um Jägermeister was eleven ninety nine a bottle, but something Before. fell out of the drop. Se- one of those fell out of the drop season and she- ceiling and cracked me right on my head. And I'm guessing oh, somebody's Lord. underage kid must have stuck up there after getting shit housed. Good Lord! And I man. found a love letter. Oh, so, yeah. Jägermeister and a love letter. That sounds like nah, a great time. I, mean, I, I can't you tell, the, but you, mm, you got the love letter to read. I can go get it. I put it up on the fridge because uh, the guy who was like the mayor of my town used to live here. So I think it might be one of his kids. But then I, I was reading it a little closer because it's handwritten, and I can't tell if it, it's. It, it, I can't tell if it's a guy or a girl's name that wrote it to another guy. So mm. I'm gonna have to get like a priest in here to clear out any gayness, you know, residual. I would. I think. I, I think that's a very it. safe I could move. Go grab it. You know, really quick. Want me to grab it? Yeah, grab it. Hold on. Stay here. Sodomite love letters read live on the paranormies. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> Get ready for the gold pills to skyrocket, guys. Right. Well, you know, we tried to get the gold pills up one episode to make you watch The Women King, The Woman King, and we got so close that one time, so close. Didn't happen. No, we didn't. The woman no. The Woman King and that what was that gay movie Bros. Uh, oh yeah, both of those have come out, have done terribly, and white straight people have been blamed for both, which is predictable. Oh yeah, as soon we saw it come a million miles away. Yeah, like, yeah I missed that right the last part. What do we see coming a million miles away? Oh, oh that. Gay gay movie comes out and nobody's seeing it, so it's it's uh, white people's fault. And uh, stupid woman empowerment black movie comes out and it's also straight white guy's fault. Yeah, black huh. revisionist history. Oh, the one about the slave queen Quang or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, Quang. Yeah. The, yes. the one that doesn't the one that doesn't show that you know they only killed like four French soldiers in combat and French <laughs> killed like three hundred of them in right. an hour and a half. <laughs> I don't even think there was. I don't even think four of the Frenchmen died. I, I think it might have actually only been four injuries. Well, no, I, I think even, it was actually friendly fire. They were laughing too hard. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. that's what it was. It was yes. Chances are, most of the black deaths were probably them accidentally shooting each other or some shit. Too. There's a lot of that. That was like the the deal with the Zulus when they were fighting the Rhodesians. I guess they were. Um, they had the. I don't know how true this is. If this is just some sort of jungle lore. But uh, they had the they had the sights cranked all the way up because it would shoot farther. No, they <laughs> at one point there were people that did believe that. Yes. Okay. Okay. I mean, I don't know that I believe that somebody actually believed that, but it is a funny story. Hey man, South African black IQ is like seven. <laughs> I didn't say it wasn't, but you know. Anyway. Yeah. So let's 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 break out this possible sodomite love letter. All right, let me just get a little light on here. All right. Okay, so it's written. I'm guessing it's written to somebody named Josh. Ready? Josh. All right. Period, period, four periods. I'm going to be straight up with you. 
since I'm not the one, wait, since I'm not the one for words, I figured I would write it. You are like so drop dead gorgeous, exclamation point. I mean, seriously, another exclamation point. And you was just, wait, and I was just imagining how happy I would be three periods. That's all I can really say without getting in trouble. Love. And this is what I can, it says Aaron or Eric. And then underneath it, it says, oh, it's a heart. It says, I think Eric, or maybe it's supposed to be like Devante or some shit. Then it says, just thought you should know. And um, a little smiley face with like uh, exclamation points for the eyes, kind of. The end. So niggas right. is gay. All right. So nice. I don't. Wow. That was terrible. You don't know. Yeah, that was. That was wow. That's a whole minute and a half. We'll never get back. I apologize <laughs> to all the listeners. Did you? Uh, that's I'm going to blame Reinhardt because he requested that Fash go get it. Actually, that was Dogbot. Oh, Dogbot! This oh, it was your fault. Okay. That was the Necronormicon for the show, guys. Yeah, that's <laughs> what you get. That, that's what you get this week. So, do you guys want to hear something else that's equally cringy, if not more uh, so? Uh, there's a zombie festival at the UNC Chapel Hill. Oh, dude! There's a zombie festival at most colleges now, but the one. Tell us about the one at. Uh, at Chapel Hill. Well, hold on one second. Oh, I can't look at because of ads. Oh, well, that's not good. Well, no. uh, yeah. So UNC Chapel Hill is one of the many hundreds of colleges that does the zombie walk, zombie festivals, zombie chase, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's just that time, guys. Well, it's it's October, man. It's Spooktober. It's, everybody does their Halloween stuff. And of course, you know, The Walking Dead was a big show. Um, zombie stuff is still really big. Um, well, and they use this one instead of everybody getting trashed and being just a, a, a just another excuse for college sanctioned degeneracy. Apparently, this mm-hmm. one was uh, the Zombie Preparedness Festival. Uh, oh, it's to well. To prepare for emergencies, it's not actually to prepare for a zombie apocalypse, which actually there has been, um, isn't it like a CIA handbook or something like that, a zombie apocalypse protocol, or is it the army? Uh, that was that was the army, if I'm not mistaken, and the jury's still out on whether that one was a hoax or not. Right. Well, what do you guys think about uh, the promotion of zombie stuff as a way of breaking down the taboo of cannibalism? Um, I don't know that they're breaking down the taboo of cannibalism because every time they bring up cannibalism in any of these shows, it's like The Walking Dead, uh, it's always the the zombies. Are, it's disgusting that they're eating that. You know, it's always a horrific. Um, and then when there, when there was one season, I believe they had a group of people that were actually cannibalistic and they were the quote, bad guys. Yeah. It was, so I, I don't, yep. yeah. I don't think that was about when it lost me. Well, maybe, maybe not the, maybe not the walking dead specifically, but the Santa right, Clarita, but in general, like, like usually, the Santa Clarita diet was a comedy where they promoted cannibalism. The what? The oh, Santa Clarita Honestly, diet. Yeah. What was that? Was that a movie? It was a no. It was like a limited TV series on Netflix or something, but it was a, it was fairly popular 
for a right. Bit. But okay, so like you have a thing like that. Most of the things was I don't think they're trying to normalize cannibalism with the zombie stuff. Yeah. As much as maybe with like spirit cooking type things where they're pretending to eat babies, there's more of that like on Instagram than there is like in the movies, to be honest. Well, and you know? and with the Beyond Meat and the pushing that we've all seen of you know not oh, just eating bugs. Remind me to circle back to Beyond Meat, but yes, um, um, uh, but they're pushing it in narratives of actual human survival, but. I don't think that they're going to destigmatize it actually in the public anytime soon because you know, as we've been questioning population numbers to begin with, we have to remember that the majority of people are never going to come around to that kind of thing. No, no matter what. I mean, there's, you know, a lot of people don't like eating certain parts of like a piece of bacon because it's too gross. You know what I mean? They're not going to be eating people. Like I don't, I don't understand the people that, that like pick their bacon apart, but whatever. Um, but the cannibalism thing, uh, and, and there is that stigma that's attached to like you know the the blood drinking cannibalistic elites that are eating children. You know, you've got that in your queue oh, and and truther circles. Um, who was it? Oh man, that's another thing we need to circle back to: the boilerplate truther attacks. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> um, but real quick, okay, so. Um, Beyond Meat, Bill Gates is a big sponsor of Beyond Meat. And Beyond Meat has a problem. Where is that? Right? Did I post that to Bill Gates? Oh, the, yeah. The from GM Watch? Yeah. 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 yeah it's, in the, it's in the content. You need me to repost it for you? No, I know. It, I know it's in there. I'm just because I'm on the phone. There it is. Uh, Gates funded Impossible Burger Poisons Rats. Mm. <laughs> rats fed the genetically modified yeast derived protein soy leggy hemoglobin is that leg spider-man villain the um, yeah i know right <laughs> soy leg hemoglobin no that's the hemoglobin um that's the heba that's the heba goblin it's the, the heeb, jewish the heeb uh, goblin <laughs> yes. okay it's add that to the add that to the paranormies uh, monster manual yes the heeb goblin i'm something of a semite myself <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, yes, yeah, so the impossible burger's key ingredient is is this soy leg hemoglobin. It uh, shows signs of toxicity. So um the FDA first hesitated about this heme to make the gay funded thing bleed. But when Whole Foods was purchased by Bezos, they sold it without FDA approval. And then the FDA approved it soon thereafter. What a surprise. So here we have, I mean, it's just rats, you know, it's just killing rats. It's not, a, you know, they're testing on animals. So it's not a big deal. Right. Well, the fact that, um, there was all kinds of changes in weight gain, changes in the blood, all kinds of kidney disease, anemia, you know, just normal stuff that you get when you eat impossible food. Low blood, low blood, red blood cell count, decreased yep. blood clotting. Oh yeah, yeah. Because this is, you know, this is this is impossible meat. This is supposed to be a meat substitute. Meat is good for your red blood cells. Meat is good for clotting. Meat, meat is good. Red meat is good for that. Well, and this just shows too, because I'm looking at all these. Can uh, let's see low blood levels of alkaline phosphatase, uh, so that indicates malnutrition or celiac disease, which we've seen a 
large prevalence of, at least personally, I've seen it in, in people I know, um, low potassium values, kidney, so indication of kidney disease, all these things that we see just cropping up in the population and expanding more and more and more. And mm-hmm. this thing seems to be a center for all of that. Yes. So don't eat fake meat, basically. Increase in food yeah. consumption without weight gain. Unexplained transient decrease in body weight gain. Yeah, so basically what it's saying is this thing not only causes malnutrition, it just completely destroys the functions of what your body is supposed to do naturally. And when Mm -hmm. you feed it natural things. Right. Right. This, This is why... Now, I can see this circling back to like a normalization of, let's say, cannibalism or just the normalization of let's eat the bugs is this is going to fail, right? I saw at one point that Beyond Meat stock has actually dropped. I don't know if it was it dropped 86% or if it had dropped down to 86% of what it was. So it dropped 14%. I don't know. But I know it's it's taken a massive nosedive recently with funny enough the guy biting somebody else's nose off um oh right yeah so that's damn hungry chief. dude that was their chief operating officer right yes yeah. yes the guy who was brought in to put beyond meat in uh, uh fast food chains you know mcdonald's mm-hmm. kfc um right with all of this beyond meat i think his is set up as a sacrifice it was never going to work and it was always going to fail i've never seen people buying it at a grocery store nobody buys it well well, yeah, one of the funniest one of the funniest memes of the COVID lockdowns were the empty, you know, the the empty shelves of red meat, and then there's like fully stocked Beyond Meat shit, right? And nobody wanted to buy any of that stuff, right? So what they're what I think they're they're going to do, and I th- I think this is already in motion, is this thing is going to be sacrificed as a you know soy cow, and they're going to start they're going to use that to push more of the eats bugs and then push further into synthetic meat so beyond meat failed but there has to be another way what if we grow these things from human tissue well they've already started that with exactly exactly with the ouroboros meat now we're going to see the rise of that kind of stuff and i still think that's going to fail ultimately i don't know that i mean these are kind of like fringe companies i mean they're, they're kind of big because bill gates is backing one of them and you know even though it's failing miserably um well, I, gonna fail, but like the the oral boros company is a very fringe tiny little niche boutique type thing you know i don't I, think those things are going to gain that much traction personally that's what i think i thought the impossible foods studies being completely rejected by impossible foods was very telling about you know, the, the very nature of this whole scientism sort of thing. It's like just just the science that we accept, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, oh, all the studies show that it does all these awful things. Well, those effects are non-adverse. Uh, they have no toxicological relevance. They're just transient. You know, they, these things uh, appear to reverse themselves after some days after not eating the crap anymore. <laughs> right like, well, like, yeah so but if you eat it uh, after a long period of time maybe those effects are not reversible at all right yeah if you if you were to eat this so if you were to do the opposite of suit of uh, uh almost said suicide me uh supersize me 
and eat this every day for a year, you might actually become what is walking around every college campus, every major college campus in October. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, I I love that you brought that up too. I was that was what I was going to say next. If you didn't talk about was they Impossible Foods dismissed all of these findings as non-adverse, no to- toxicological relevance, and as transient. Well, because because the first study they 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 found that the first study uh, well they commissioned a second study. I'm sorry, they commissioned a second study and. In the second study, uh, didn't have these findings. So the first study, they they figured they were just transients, and so uh, the second study balanced out the first one and canceled it out, and so therefore neutral. And uh, these are non-adverse, which is which is really funny when you're talking about science they choose to accept, which goes against you know everything that mainstream science says, which can which means continue to test until you get an average. Right, right. They're just doing, okay, well, one did this one this way, one did the other way. Okay, it's obviously going to balance out. We have a pendulum swing. That's like the logic of a 10-year-old. Right, but I I also... (laughs) Have you talked to these people ever? Have you ever met any of these people? Seriously? That's fair. I I love the uh, the cope of, well, the FBI, the FDA said uh, they issued a no-questions letter, so it's not a big deal. The government says stuff is fine. Uh, but they hold, didn't on, really hold on, hold on, hold on. What fine. exactly is a no questions letter? Uh, a, a, like a no questions letter basically indicates that it has no further questions on whether oh, the stuff okay. is safe so, or not. But it's not a, it's not an endorsement. It's just that some bureaucrat, uh, some bureaucrat in the office somewhere is like, well, I can't think of anything else to ask. <laughs> well, no. What that mean? What that means is somebody was paid enough along the way to then hand down to that schmuck at the computer to say, "No, no, 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 nothing else, nothing else. We're going to stop here." Well, the, this 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 line in the article says, "No questions letters may protect the FDA from liability in case something goes wrong." Like the FDA is a government is part of a government. It's a government agency. It's not subject to liability. Like you can't sue the FDA, you can't sue the FDA if you eat some shit that they uh, that they approved. No, exactly. They're right. all they're already not not beholden to any sort of liability law. Anybody, everybody knows this. It's like saying politicians are the mafia. Everybody knows this. <laughs> mm-hmm. So clearly, like, there there are more workings at stake or more workings going on than just yeah, like, impossible foods. You can't sue the, the FDA for aspartame giving you cancer. They no. still allow it. They still allow it. You know, and uh, the studies prove that it causes cancer, but you can't sue the FDA for approving it. Well, and that brings right, up because they have, they have those things built into all their contracts. Right. Well, and this, this brings up a good point too about the law of consent, both physically and when it comes to, let's say, dark rituals, magic. Consent is everything. You know, what What does a, a vampire in mythology ask for? What does a black-eyed kid ask for? Um, what do demons look for? They look for consent, whether it's, you know, expressly given by your voice or by your actions. Silent consent is still consent. I know it's a boomer talking point, but that's still important here. 
Um, and that's what protects these people is they're like, well, you guys are drinking it. You guys are eating it. The information is out there. So, right. It's all well, the thing that it's, the Jew gives you the choice, you know? Right. Yeah. The information is out there. Well, yeah. Yeah. The information you, is out here, but you just completely throw it all out as, con- as conspiracy theorist extremism. Right. I, it, it contains possible carcinogen glyphosate. When, like, we all understand that glyphosate is not just a glyphosate. Sorry. I've I've said glyphosate before. Okay. That's fine. Uh, uh, All right. Maybe there are multiple ways of pronouncing that. But it's not a possible carcinogen. It's an absolute it's carcinogen. It's an actual carcinogen. And you can go to Tractor Supply and you can buy five-gallon buckets of high-concentrated glyphosate at, for as and, and sprayer bottles that go on the back of your uh, quad that you can spray on your, your, your cornfields. Like it's, it's available at every pretty much any garden location. And it is deadly poisonous and terrible for your endocrine system and horrible for your reproductive system. <laughs> but there you go. Yeah. Then we use it all the time. Roundup. That's roundup. Roundup. Yeah. I quit using roundup once, once I understood what glyphosate was, you might as well but be spraying your plants with camp lejeune water. It, right. Yeah. It's in camp. Yeah. Lejeune. yeah. I keep getting those emails about the camp lejeune lawsuits. Um, oh, I saw that ad like every five minutes at the gym today. I get it all. Yeah, it's well. It's it's the new. Uh, it, it's it's the new. Have have you or a loved one been affected by mesothelioma? Ad. Right, and you know what? We're never going to see in twenty years, Johnny. We're never going to see uh, where you or your loved ones affected by the COVID nineteen vaccine. Yes, um, they will. Twenty years. Yeah, they will. Twenty years. Well, they won't have to because those will. They'll all be dead. <laughs> Well, <laughs> that is true, and see, that's that's what I'm saying. It will it will never actually happen because that would force them to admit that it didn't happen, unless uh, yeah. unless they have something even better planned. And I use the term "better" from their perspective. Better. All right. Oh, hey, something with a bigger schnoz. Is what you're saying? <laughs> Ooh. Well, speaking of schnozzes, uh, in the vein of. You know, veganism, Satanism, all this stuff. PETA is calling for those that ha- actually have morals to take a stand sexually. Apparently. Uh, okay. How? PETA is calling for a strike on sex with meat-eating men. Oh, yes. Well, we, well, I'm in. Hang I'm on. In. I, I want hang to on. Before we... From the Department of Cringe. This is straight uh, from their website. <laughs> yeah. And it's straight off the PETA website. This is as cringe as that bottle of pumpkin spice that uh, that Hudson read off. But um, Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. The same advertising department put together this. I don't this, – this is definitely written by somebody with blue hair. You want me to read it? Just a little bit. All right. We all know them. The suburban men with beer bottles in hand, brandishing tongs while cooking sausages on their expensive gas grills. These barbecue masters believe they can prove their masculinity to themselves and their fellow humans through their consumption of meat, not only hurting animals, but also harming the planet. 
Wow. Two birds, one stone. <laughs> and wow. and they drove to get the sausages and refill the gas in their pickup trucks. <laughs> right. And they're big, they're big pickup trucks. And they're yeah, these these this was written like this was that um remember the like the the abortion porn that came out like right when all the road i think this was written with one hand johnny if you get what i mean what this chick was doing with the other hand yeah yeah. that's what i'm saying saying. this is the same thing well what if a right wing guy held me down and impregnated me against my will and forced me to have that baby heavy breathing through the entire thing right (laughs) made me wear wear a make america great again hat yeah while wearing a ss uniform and Telling me, yeah, well, grilling his meat on his big, expensive gas grill. It's like, this oh my God. is mega country. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, as stupid as this like, is. This is getting published. Oh, yeah. Make your womb great again, bitch. As, <laughs> as stupid as this is, and we all can agree this is incredibly stupid. What do you, think, these, what do you think the success rate is? A, a total of maybe 10 people? Have gone along um, with this. Well, you get what will happen is you're you're PETA people, right? And your PETA people at this point are mostly female. Um, the few soy fags that are that they're like orbiter types that chase around the PETA chicks, but most of them are kind of older, uh, cat lady, multiple dog lady type people. Um, there's not a lot of sex going on in, amongst like PETA people in general. I feel like, and I don't mean this as an insult to you guys. I feel like they're Gen Xers. Yeah, mainly. most of them are older, and older Gen Xers too. Younger yeah. boomers and older Gen Xers. Like, yeah, exactly. Younger people don't really give a shit about PETA as much anymore. Yeah, that was like an early '90s thing. Like, I think I'm technically yeah. a millennial. I'm, I'm turning 38 here shortly. No, you're technically yeah, you're a millennial. Yeah, but, but, you're I, a millennial. But, I, but I got a lot of that residual. Like, I remember the world before the internet, and I right, remember right, PETA right. being at the beginning of all the MTV like. Any VHS you bought, like Beavis and Butt had the movie or anything like that, would always have PETA shit on at the beginning. There'd be a PETA thing, and then the whole FBI don't copyright, don't copy this movie shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, the, but also, like early in the '90s, there was the uh, throwing red paint on celebrities that wore dead Perfect. animals on, yeah, yeah, catwalk or uh, in, the red know, downtown stuff. New York. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, really, PETA, at least for. Yeah, because I'm still technically a millennial. I'm in the other millennial spectrum than you, uh, Fash. But for well, we have to be, we're, we're millennials. We got to be special snowflakes about it. So I'm like a right a Gen X millennial, and you're like a Zoom millennial or some shit. He's a millennial. millennial. Uh, but see, yeah. see, I have no connection with anybody Gen Z. I I never never did. I grew up with only Gen Xers, really. Yeah. Um, but anyways, anyways, but mostly PETA has lived, you know, in, in the minds of younger generations as a meme, really the most yeah. thing, the most that they've seen of PETA are the memes making fun of them are the, you know, look at these crazy cat ladies doing this weird stuff. I don't know. Right. It's, it's making fun of videos like the, what's on their sidebar here. Adorable albatross couple shows same sex love in the animal kingdom. Like, like that's, that's a real article though. This right? is from the BBC. Oh wow! Originally, that's a real Reinhardt. That's a real article. Oh, these are real things. It, yeah, people no, get are, paid to write this. About, no, I don't know about that. Maybe. About that. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess they paid. They, they paid. 
I don't know. Anyway, I was going to say something, but I don't feel like saying anybody's name. Uh, oh, I don't think I, I, I don't think that the people that write these like are serious. Like they're not serious human beings. You know what I mean? I mean, they're writing about they're writing about LGBTQ issues in the animal world. You know, <laughs> like, are you, really? Like, wow. They're talking about the homosexuality in the bird world, you know? Yeah, like well, Flash Gordon's. You mean like you mean bird watchers? Air quotes. No, not bird watchers. Like the guy from New York. But, yeah, uh, with the no, with the color no no bandana. athletic bird watchers that can hold a pair of binoculars with one hand for longer than forty five minutes. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. right. No, um, I don't. I don't people get that, it. <laughs> never mind. Peter, P, I don't either. The PETA people. I don't know. I don't think anybody's like the, some of the PETA women will be like, it'll be like um, the unfuckable women that are always holding up the signs that are like, you know, our I'm legs are closed like, until you, until Roe v. Wade is reversed. Like, listen, nobody's getting you pregnant in the first place. You know, it's like all the women that withheld sex on the day that they withheld, like literally no sex was withheld, was withheld regardless. Because oh, it wasn't yeah. You know, what comes as no surprise to me, Johnny, what? This article, the person who wrote this and, and this article, I guess, this whole campaign of the sex strike comes out of Germany. Mm-hmm. Oh. Huh. Mm. You know, it's funny, too, is I actually, I think, Johnny, you were probably stationed by it, too, but PETA's headquarters is right in Norfolk on the water. They have some nice digs, like right in the... Whoa. Yeah. Oh, digs, digs, digs. Yeah. Whoa. Careful. Whoa. Okay. Oh, yeah, well, I, I heard, wasn't... What, what do you I think I was going to say? I heard a completely other word. It's okay. Has to do. It has to do with same-sex bird love, right? Exactly. We're talking about same-sex bird love. Make sure you write those that, that phrase down, Reinhardt. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. What color bandana were they wearing? Yeah. I mean, it, and what pocket was it in? Yeah. That, that's so weird. It's so weird that they have to have like. Well, they don't have to. Entire- have it. It's like it, dude, it's it's not that they don't have to have it. It's kind of like a convenience sort of a thing that they do for each other. Like, what same yeah. sex bird love? Yeah, same, no the 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 handkerchief code. Oh 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 yeah. oh, uh, that like was that was past they, my time or before my time. Uh, it's they still do it. They still so, do it. In so the phase, memes. Yeah. So the memes coming from the TV series on Netflix Dahmer are funny, but I strongly I, I strongly recommend people to not watch any of that whatsoever. I've it seen is, zero of it and I plan on seeing zero of it. You know how much of the yeah. uh, of the Ted Bundy stuff I saw? Zero. I was at a house where it was being played and uh I was allowed to have the remote to fast forward through scenes, but that did not stop how terrible that series is. I didn't watch oh, the whole dude, thing. Do they show it. stuff like the whole like like ass raping and stuff like that or what? I am not going to I'm just going to tell people to not watch it at all. It, but the actor that plays Dahmer uh pretty spot on. <laughs> so basically so basically yeah. the same review that I've had from buddies of mine that have watched the entire uh Rings of Power series. Minus the casting. Um, I'm just going to say nobody spend a single minute on it. Uh, I I suffered for you, and you don't have to suffer. Well, it's kind of like that Ted Bundy show that Netflix did as well, where they had, was it Zac Efron playing 
Ted Bundy and all the memes and, and all the all the memes and all the chicks were like, "Oh yeah. my god, Ted Bundy!" <laughs> oh my oh, god, I'd let him, I let him, you know, uh, stalk and kill me. He, what? No, he's literally like the stuff he did to those to those cheerleaders, the sorority girls. Excuse me. It just shows that women should not be on the internet. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. At all or out of anywhere. Makes me very thankful that my wife is not internet heavy. Mm. Oh my god. Mm. Well, I got a Halloween joke though for you. Oh good. Oh, it's perfect. What a movie. What is a, what is a black ghost say to scare somebody? She No no. He says Jigga Boo. Oh that wow. Was, Dog about you have no room to talk, but that was terrible. Whatever, Reinhardt. <laughs> is that like no, that was terrible. I'll allow it. It was. It was even worse. That was horrible. What my joke? What was yes. worse? Your joke was worse than a lot of Dogbot's bad jokes. Yeah, and yours are yours good. are the worst on the show. Let's just let's just be honest. I've only come been on. on the show for a few minutes, man. Like you know, <laughs> oosh. I'll come up with some better stuff. Yeah, you guys have to workshop. Yeah, yeah. Private private phone calls, you know, pre-show Skype calls. That's where you workshop it, and then you you really put out the gold. Sometimes after a couple of Reinhardts, we wonder if, like, the call dropped and stuff. Wow. Projection. I call projection. Conspiracy theory, though, is that you know how, like, a lot of the global warming people are also, like, the Epstein people? Isn't it funny that that little girl, uh, Funberg, disappeared, Greta? She disappeared right around the time she turned about 18. What? Mm. Dang, girl. Like, done. And, they just, yeah. they didn't, they they just yeah, threw they right didn't. away, man. <clears throat> they'll, they'll reinvent that one for something. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. It ain't a girl, and yeah, they're they're saving that one for later. <laughs> that one's parents are are totally in the thing, man. Yeah, yeah same with John Bonet slash Katy Perry. The obey oh, slave man. of Russell Brand, apparently. Yeah, I don't know no. about that. Was he just... pulled out the obey. I mean, that's like, dude, my, I mean, my, my brother has four four little girls, and that's like his thing when he's telling them what to do. Obey. Listen, you know, obey. Just pay attention. Obey. Well, it's it's right? interesting it's like, that it's using that, that obey symbol, which is in like all those Tillys and Zoomies stores. It's in like all those uh-huh. skate stores and the imagery used in that clothing line is explicitly overt or it's, it's explicitly occult. Well, let's say Andre the giant's face in that one picture. Yeah. Andre the giant's like, face in a pentagram. They a have pentagram a shirt that's a, an inverted in a pentagram. pentagram. Yeah. A pentagram with a goat head. Yeah. It's all very occult. I mean, but it's like, overtly occult because it's like look at how evil we're being edgy uh obey obey i don't think there's any honestly i think it's conspiracy candy it's definitely conspiracy candy and like supposed to be like that to me it's like it's like the Kyrie irving illuminati nikes yeah it's it's like um oh now i can't even think Kyrie irving in addition to his his nikes he is well known for being into flat earth and anti-vax. Well, and yes. oh, and I remember what I was going to say Russell Brand has been saying things about, you know, Hollywood pedophile elite stuff. So, and I don't I don't think that at all he is exposing anything. I don't think he's sincere at all. I think that's a humiliation. 
ritual. Uh, well, well, didn't what's his name? Feldman did that shit. It's like, dude, name fucking names or shut up, dude. Just you know, he, yeah. He named, didn't, is Feldman still around or did he die? Put some, no, put no, it was Corey Haim that died. Or name, name, dude. No, I know Corey Haim died, but like Feldman, Feldman's still Feldman alive. To, no, all right, but he was supposed to come up with something just recently and he didn't. Yeah, he never did. It's it's like the U.S. government money, saying right? that we're going to have a a you know an expose on our own UFO findings and then say, well, nothing. I remember when I was younger and my little sister was watching that movie Dream a Little Dream with the the two Corys. And back then I was like, there's something really deeply wrong with what's going on here. I just had no idea. But you had a sense while watching it. There's something really effed up going on here. I don't think I've seen that one. Which one yeah, is I've, I've missed, on, What's it about? I missed out on this one too. Uh, yeah. Fel- Feldman does a whole like Michael Jackson routine in it, and it's incredibly off-putting. Is it? Is it like an, when they're older or younger? They have kind of like reached the edge of their uh, their teen idol phase. Okay, like, so that was when Corey, when Feldman was doing like the Michael Jackson hair thing, and yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I remember that was it one of those face. things that just made you like uncomfortable to your bones? Like yes. you don't know yeah, why. It was, it was embarrassing yeah. for it actually hurt to watch. Mm. Yes. Okay. And my, I know what my you're sister my sister still thought both of these were sort of teen heartthrobs, right? She was mm-hmm. like in the new kids on the block and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. and like uh she liked that movie License to Drive and uh oh, Lord. The Lost Boys. Right. And, and you like I, Lost Boys. I'll give them that. And she's, I remember her watching it going, this is a weird movie. And I'm watching, I'm like, this is a really weird movie. Like, I, I have no idea. I, I couldn't tell you what the plot is. No, I don't. I couldn't. I remember seeing trailers for it. I remember seeing like clips of it on like HBO or something, Showtime or something like that. But I don't, I don't remember ever watching it. But when Corey Feldman started doing the Michael Jackson routine, he started dressing like him. With like the flat hat and the the white socks and the loafers and the tight pants and the the glove and stuff and the hair, it was very weird. It's very weird because he's the real he's the really Jewy Corey Feldman. Yeah, and um, it, yeah. isn't it? Um, Corey Haim's wife now is claiming that uh, what's his name Sheen raped Corey Haim or something. I wouldn't doubt that. You no, know, it's like crystal Char- oil or something. And Charlie Sheen, Charlie Sheen oh. raped Corey Haim on the set of something. Well, yeah, he, it was on the set of one of the movies they were on when they were kids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it's a- they all did that kind of stuff. Uh, all, all of those kids, you know, what I found funny is is that tra- that transvestigation, like seven seventy, whatever it is, channel. These guys, they go hard. That's Burb's group, man. That's not his group, but like he's like right in there with them. And uh, they man, do not care. They do not care. They have they, no chill. There's no chill. That everybody gets transvestigated. They they find pictures that you don't normally see on the internet. So you're like, okay, you know, a lot of these that you're like, that can't be a tranny, and you see a bunch of more pictures. You're like, yeah, that's tranny. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like it's getting to be the all of them, all of them. Yeah. Um. Speaking of old child actors and creepy movies, have you ever seen a Party Monster? Yeah, that's a dark movie. That is Macaulay Culkin is oh Macaulay Culkin, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, if it's that's a Macaulay Culkin about, film, the one you, about the DJ that killed the kid. 
Yeah, yeah, it's about the yeah. I don't know, so like the people, like the club kids or something like club, that. Yeah, the club yeah. kids. Yeah, DJ that one dude, DJ superstar DJ, DJ Kiyoki, like killed some kid, and then it was with the producer who ended up being got out of prison and and was in the photo shoot with that Desmond is amazing kid. Where they were talking and then about he just Kevin. died too. Yeah, what's that? He, I think he OD'd now. Finally, yeah, to he, that guy. Yeah. yeah. But he, uh, his most recent like photo shoot was a couple of years ago. He was with that Desmond is amazing kid, the uh, the the drag. Oh, drag kid, yeah. The drag kid who started a the dating kid they're club. raping, basically, yeah. Yeah, and they're talking about doing ketamine. Doing this nine year old kid is is faking like doing a bump of drugs off of his hand, like how you would <laughs> off. Of, like, wow, this nine year old kid knows what that is. Okay. If it's a Macaulay Culkin film, you can bet that there is pedophilic symbolism and mm-hmm. allusions all over the place. Yeah, I, I didn't get so much pedophilic symbolism from the Home Alone series, but his maybe older not, stuff. Maybe no, not his, his, Home Alone. He's old. Well, you, know what's, you know what's um, funny? There is one cross-dressing thing in that. You know that? But it's kind of a little... It actually is a legit harmless one. Remember uh, his older brother had the ugly girlfriend? Like, like, like that was actually like a, a male actor. They just, they didn't want to like hurt some young girl's feelings. So they just had like a, a male actor dress up like a chick. And he goes, fuck your girlfriend. Woof. That's you funny. Know? Right. That's yeah. 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 It was a, that's, but that's actually like kind of like wholesomely funny. It wasn't yeah. like, yeah. right. Then the next, because of, because of the backstory that makes it kind of like, oh, you know, they don't want to hurt hurt some ugly ugly girls' feelings because they it, w- it would have been a young girl. Yeah, it's anyway. Yeah, they would have no they would have no qualms about doing that today. But right, no, well, no, no. Now the ugly girl would have been the star of the movie. Well, true, that is true. True. Yeah. The thing well, about that club, the thing about that club kid situation that the person that Macaulay Culkin played, the that that particular club kid used to go used to do the rounds of daytime talk shows like Jerry Springer and Sally mm-hmm. Jesse Raphael and stuff like that. Uh, it was an incredibly dark situation. And like, there was probably a lot more going on than what the person was charged for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. No, that's, that's, I mean, that's undoubtedly true. There's way more going on than anything that will ever be told, man. Uh, I, I mean, you've, you've, I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying that you've been to, to the, but you know how some of those people are in that scene, fucking drugs and weird people. And yeah. uh, when I, when, when I DJ, there were club kids from time mm-hmm. to time and they mm-hmm. were incredibly spooky human beings. Yeah. Like, like it, it was, it was, it, it, it was um, like alter ego kind of stuff. Like, if a couple of these people you would run into them when they're not all dressed up and they seemed like kind of normal, but, uh, they became, they, 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 it's like possession or like demonic obsession. Mm -hmm. Um, like, 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 it's not really, yeah, it's not possession. It's, it is, it's more of a, it's like, it's like an oppression sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, like they get, they get into this mode in order to become this really demonstrative character that you don't want that, that ultimately people didn't want to be around, but they were there. Right. Yeah. Like they paid to get in. 
and they had their own well, sort of like of they had they their own sort of like weird click thing that you didn't want to be part of, you didn't want to involve yourself with. Um, a lot of the times I found that the club kids were like in like the cool kids club were like the uh friends with the owners or that kind of stuff. You know, they were like the weird, they were just always there, always had drugs, always were on drugs. Yes. You know, well, cooler with the anti-Semitic remarks. Didn't man. really pay for you. Oh, dude, there was this one kid. His name was Mark Cohen. Pretty sure he's oh, dead by now. Whoa. Mark Cohen. And he, dude, the, the guy had the, this fucking ridiculously expensive apartment in West Hartford, Connecticut. And all he did, he had no furniture whatsoever. He had a tiny little, a tiny little like love seat and a little glass table. And he just cooked ketamine. In this Christ, fucking, man. that's all he did in this fucking apartment. It was a little Jewish dude, and but he was he was the guy who supplied all the, the ketamine for all the club kids. It was ridiculous. Anyways, typical Jew, like like made a shit ton of money, had absolutely like nothing in his house. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like had had a mattress on the floor, made made hundreds of thousands of dollars, and like li- lived on a mattress on the floor. Anyway. Oy, well, it's... we're digressing away from all the things. The club kids, yeah, yeah, dude. The club, and the club kids were always like androgynously like gay or not gay, or it was like they didn't care or whatever, you know. Yep, yep. I know that. Um, yeah, and it's it's also the thing where they tried to make them look really like sweet and almost wholesome, but right, demented evil freaks, basically. Mm-hmm. They're always being like led around by. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, and the thing is too is I, I growing up, I you know, I'm in a small town. I love the idea of a club until I went to like one and I'm like, mm. this is stupid. Yeah. You're paying all this money for <laughs> drinks and people are just like dancing. Like, what the fuck? Like, this is stupid. Like I thought I thought it'd be better. I was hoping it'd be like that movie, The Night at the Roxbury or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Night at the Roxbury is exactly that. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, true, but <laughs> they, but they, at they least like they, they had they had more fun up. though. I mean, you know. What? At least it's got Chris Kattan, right? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck happened to him, dude? Did he die or something? Who was, oh my God, who was the guy in the picture with Mickey Rourke? Uh, that's Ben Stiller. That's not Ben Stiller. Uh, well, that's somebody's face on Ben Stiller's body, and that's somebody, that's Mickey Rourke's face on Owen Wilson's body. Oh, I don't... okay. So they actually face swapped that. That's not really people. Right. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Okay. No. That's supposed to be that's supposed to be Owen Wilson and Zoolander. Okay, from Zoolander I mean, too. well, it's it looks, but it, it's uh, Mickey Rourke and somebody else, right? Right. So just Mickey Rourke and Mickey Rourke, I think. I don't know. I don't know that other person. That's not anyway. Um, Mickey Rourke is a weird looking old we... lady. <laughs> Mickey Rourke <laughs> oh looks God. like. Yeah. Mickey Rourke looks like uh, like Bruce Jenner's face. He's now. he is my go to for. When I when we talk about all Jewish men end up looking like old Jewish women or all these trannies, whatever, they all end up looking like yeah. old yentas. Right, Mickey yeah, Rourke. I mean, he, one. Well, Mickey Rourke's face looks like a pile of play doh, just like Caitlyn Jenner. You know? Yeah, but he's looked like a he's looked like trannies. a woman since <laughs> Barfly, right? So that guy's had, but like Mickey Rourke's been having like facial reconstructive surgery since the eighties, right? So, He's been having facelifts since longer than like than everybody but me on the show have been <laughs> alive. Wait, you got a? Oh, I was about to say you you've gotten a facelift. <laughs> no, not me. I'm saying 
he's had sur- he's had surgeries that are pretty much older than everybody on the show, you know, on his face. And he's continuing to get them. He's had, you know, he's had he's had uh, nose jobs 45 years ago. You know, it, like you can only get so many plastic surgeries before your, your shit just disintegrates. Right. Has to. I mean, it's ritual yeah, magic. Yeah. It, I don't know what else to say. It's ritual magic at this point. I guess. It, yeah. Yeah. Whatever's holding that that thing together. That's not really a face at this point anymore. I don't know, man. Yeah. I can't feel normal either. That's what always scares me when I see those people. It's got to feel we, weird, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I had a cousin who, got, I had a cousin who had a nose job. But she didn't want to. She said she didn't want to look like a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a noble reason. I mean. Right. Yes, yeah. uh, she had a very large bridge in her nose and she didn't have it all like cut way down or whatever. She just had the bridge taken out, but yeah. Very, very um, before, before we leave, I don't know, Johnny, if you want to go a little bit longer or. Yeah, we can go a little bit longer. I don't care. I have talking about those long. Russian lasers yet or. We've we, got, the Russian we got lasers. that. We got more. Yeah. Some October stuff too. Yeah. We can, um, I don't know. Like I said, I can't see anything. So you're, you're, you go ahead. And, well, how much time we got left? What are we at? What are we at? I don't know. We're at the 29 right now, but we had hiccups. So we can keep going. Yeah. Let's do a couple more stories. Fuck it. All right. Well, yeah. The Pillars of Light, so-called in Belgorod, Russia. So this this one is interesting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up the, the drive picture first. Mm. Over Belgorod, Russia, I don't know where geographically this actually is, but apparently this appeared over the sky in the city. Uh, For anybody who can't see right now, it is a yellow pillar of light. It looks like a yellow laser shooting up from the ground. Yeah. Very odd. Um, There's a video here that I've got. And there are videos, if you're listening, just go to Telegram and, and look this up. Pillar of Light in Russia. You'll find plenty of videos. Uh, for everybody that's here yeah. with us, you can see this video. Um, you know, It's going over the skyline. And it appears to be not just in one place. I don't know. Maybe it looks like there's a reflection across the city. Or multiple lasers going up. Um, the official story, or at least the story provided by Russian sources say that this is a, an anti-satellite laser, um, <clears throat> code name. What's the name of it? Uh, Peresvit. Anti-satellite Which is laser Russian weapon. for uh, pedophiles out. So. <laughs> is it? No, I'm just making that up. Be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be, I don't know. I'm looking it up now. Um, no, it is. It is known apparently in the public as a laser weapon project air defense and anti-satellite warfare uh in service from december 2019 yep they've been produced since uh 2017 yeah so these are things that like again you know these are devices that are known devices they're known to do these things they're they're you know these governments are known to have these but no 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 you're crazy conspiracy theorists if you talk about directed energy weapons jewish space lasers well yeah my my qualm here is okay if they can go from the ground up why not from from the opposite direction right what's the big deal if this is meant to destroy satellites you know well yeah like please please romulans 
Save us from the Jews, please. If if this is meant to destroy satellites, why can they not use these things from the opposite direction to destroy ground targets? Why is that so out of the question? And why are these weapons so out of the question for Jews to have? Ergo, why are Jewish space lasers a meme? I know why Jewish space lasers are a meme, but... Why are those not possible? Yeah, it actually would be easier in space because you could have like a nuclear reactor and not have to worry about it, you know, melting down right. or you could just reflect the sun down or something too, you know? Yeah. Right. On this uh, Telegram post from Donbash Devushka uh, says, Today, the latest weapons of the Russian Federation were used for the first time. Glows were in Belgorod and Moscow, uh, Peresvit. A complex of Russian laser weapons refers to the type of weapons based on new physical principles. The complex can, quote, dazzle all satellite reconnaissance systems of a potential enemy in orbits up to 1.5 thousand kilometers. Holy shit. So they're that is using ambitious a, a glowing laser to take out glowies. It's like fighting fire with fire, man. Yeah. yeah fight glowies with glowies. Well... I mean, it's just fight. Yeah, energy. Yeah, I guess. Well, take I actually made, I made a good joke. With the CIA weapon, though. Would they take each other out? <laughs> yeah. And set each other up to be taken out. Right. It's already Pretty in the budget. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like... Uh, oh, it was, this was something I said, and I think it was Mr. Whitetuber's chat the other day. I had him kind of laughing. Uh, if um, Tucker Carlson is a glow-in-the-dark... What's the one part of his body that doesn't glow? The red bracelet on his wrist. Um, no, his foreskin, because it's long gone. Right. Oh. <laughs> terrible. Uh, this is terrible. Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> Gentlemen, I, I must go. All right, dog butt. He must be. I must have offended him. Welcome back and have a good night. Abs- <laughs> absolutely not. It's just uh, got to get up early for work. Y'all have Fair a good enough. one. Yeah, have, like, a, have a good night. You have to get on the weekend shift where you do the three twelves and you have four days off. That's awesome. Oh man, mm. that, that sounds good. Yes. All right. So, um, it is October. It is uh, today is what to say October the fourth, and oh, I don't know this podcast. This one may not be released as a podcast for a couple of days. I may need. I may need to get a new computer before that happens. If um, I need to, if I need to put in some extra hours tomorrow and and get this thing edited oh, down, yeah. everything I will. It's not a bit, yeah, yeah. That's fine. So um, we'll get it. We will get it. No worries. I'm just happy that everything, you know, as much as we hate the Antichrist, thankfully everything's in the cloud. Like, well, um, you get one. I do yeah, have a little bit of October history. It's kind of local history here too, well, but a good on, place. Hang on. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Hang on, fast. Hang on, fast. There's. There was something that Reinhardt's been wanting to get to the entire show. So let's, yeah. He's been trying to get to. He actually texted me to talk about it. Sorry, dude. So not the entire. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm Vash. just fucking around. I'm just fucking around. No, 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 well, no, no. Do your do your thing. Which one, me or? Yeah, right, go blog? go ahead, okay, Vash. Okay. Right, Vash, go. So go there's a lot of anti-Irish hate. If you ever heard of the Great Chicago Fire. You know, well, yeah. uh, Miss, Mrs. Mrs. O'Leary's cow. cow knocked over a lantern, and the Irish were probably drinking and. Well, anyways, the foreword in, in October is around the time that we, uh, October 9th, that was when the October, the Chicago fire happened. And, uh, well, 
the foreword does have an interesting article. The Secret Jewish History of the Great Chicago Fire. Instead of O'Leary's cow, the culprit may have been a kid named Louis M. Cohn. Oi to the vey, my friends. Well, I mean, considering that neither of those stories are likely true, because the Chicago Fire was most likely some sort of uh, directed energy weapon that just destroyed all those brick buildings. True. Like, <laughs> literally like melted them down to to nothing um just like in crimea have reinhardt have we ever discussed that the uh, the stuff in sevastopol we in we did when we were first getting into this topic yeah there's so much stuff because that you can look at the the stuff that happened there the stuff that happened in like chicago san francisco all those places where these great fires in quotation marks took out all these these cities that were uh buildings made out of brick and stone and stuff is just you know those kind of buildings don't just burn down um and also the civil war you know kind of all that that destruction there doesn't make sense um that all kind of ties together we should get back into that sherman's march to the sea was gay and fake yes yes sherman's march to the sea was just another destruction of all this you know possible quote tartarian question mark and other quotes whatever architecture right that was just like vaporized somehow stone buildings just just vaporized and then there was these billions of or hundreds of thousands not billions hundreds of thousands of cannonballs and just you know weird stuff anyway we'll get back into that later on well those bricks hadn't been fire rated by fire marshals yet they didn't have fire marshals to rate the bricks there was no fire marshals to rate the bricks because the bricks were being made by all of these women and children at these uh, brick factories Don't outside the of Philadelphia. Well, the brick dwarves, right? Racist. The brick, right. Uh, now, what was this guy? Okay, so this guy saw a giant. He was up in Whistler, which is in BC, uh, British Columbia. Right. Right. So this guy saw a, a, a giant. Now you're telling me a giant in in the woods up there, right? Yeah, so this guy, he lives right near Whistler's Peak Mountain. Like, I, I, if you go to his TikTok, you can see videos of him walking out of his house, and you can see the, the mountain right there outside of his town. And okay. he's driving along near the mountain, presumably going into the national park, and he zooms in on the mountain. He, he sees something on the mountain while he's driving, and from far enough away, he can see this picture that everybody here is seeing as well. I'm going to click on it. Okay, cool. It zoomed in a little bit. From the distance in the original video, and you know what? I'm going to... Let's see if it actually pulls it up. Oh, it does. Perfect. If you click um, on the article, a massive giant underneath the section that says, you know, the giant, look at how he's zooming in on the mountain. And there is a person, a humanoid figure standing on top of this mountain, and you can see the height from that distance. Mm-hmm. This person, if if this isn't a fake video, is incredibly tall. So this video goes viral on TikTok. Very popular. Um, yeah, this guy's right. been normal before. He's just posted random banal mm-hmm. TikTok crap. I've seen a, a several videos of this guy by now. He's mixed race, you know, tattooed up, normal dude. And um, 
he, after this video, he decided to go back more and more, trying to get more information on what he found. And there are several videos. Um, I'll post the link to this article exactly in the pill chat here so everybody can see it, too, if they want, because there are several video links. And later on, after trying to do some more digging, he goes back to the National Park um, and actually gets stopped. I don't know if this is in the middle of the night or early in the morning, but he actually gets stopped upon trying to enter this public property, the National Park, and they mm. tell him it's all closed. It's just this person sitting in like a Dodge Charger. Um, <clears throat> I can't get that to come up, dude. Holy shit. It's a confessionals podcast. Yeah, it's their website. Uh, saying that we couldn't find the page we're looking for. Did you put it up right or did they fucking scrape it already? Oh, there's no way they scraped it already. Yeah, I'll, put it, to... I'll put it in your Telegram DMs. Because I, I just had to reload it a little while ago, and it worked. Okay, hold on. Um, Let's see. Oh, thank God. Yeah, here it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so he he got stopped, and this guy, all he tells him is, park's closed, turn around. Like, okay, it's public property. Don't care, turn around. So fine, he turns around. Uh, takes a few more videos, goes back over the next couple of days, and sees something in the sky above this mountain. It's Whistler's Peak Mountain. Don't know what it is. It's unclear. I'm going to have to look at that video again. Um, gets a little more odd. He sees, later that same day, two helicopters hovering over this mountain. And I'll see mm. if I can pull this video up as well. Yeah, two helicopters. And in the video, he says it looks like they're extracting something. They're taking something from the mountain. Uh, and you can see from one of the helicopters, there's something dangling beneath it, like they're carrying something. Um, very odd, in my opinion. And whatever it is, it looks like it's quite large or tall. It's kind of... Kind of like how you pick something up horizontally, it would be very long, but you pick it up and it just kind of like the weight of it turns it vertical when you're carrying it. Um, so you get stopped, roads closed, turn around, okay. A couple of days later, all of this happens from April 10th to 17th now. Um, a couple of days later, he posts a video that is him looking outside of his house and he notices a car parked outside and he's walking out the door. He's going to go talk to this person, confront them. And as soon as he comes out and he starts trying to flag them down, this dude peels out and just takes off down the road. And you see it's the same type of car, the same make of the car that stopped him, told him to turn around before. Wow. Three days before. Hmm. Really odd. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm. You know, it's not even done yet. And just so everybody knows, I'm not believing this is fully legit, but it is strange. Um, from April 17th until May 6th, this guy posts nothing. May 6th, he just randomly comes out, and I watch the video. <laughs> he says, "Hey guys, just want to give you an update. I'm not dead." 
Weird way to start off an update video, but he's standing there in the video with his hands in his pockets. He's kind of bent over a little bit. Like the like the camera is halfway down his body. He's trying to bend over so you can see his full body. Hands are in his pockets the entire time. He's fidgeting. He's looking off to his uh, left multiple times during the video. Like he's reading something or somebody's over there. Not sure. Um, but he says every prior video he posted was faked. It was all scripted. It was purely entertainment. Uh, not to worry. Ten days later, he turns mm. that around. He posts videos walking through his house. He's like running his hand through his hair. He's very nervous. He says, you may not ever see me post again, but my videos weren't. They weren't fake. Um, too much has happened, and I can't be forced to be silent. They weren't fake. Mm. And so finally, he reached out. Uh, sorry, one day later, he posted a video called just military question mark. And this video is kind of the same angle that the original giant video was from. Only now on top of this Whistler's Peak Mountain, there's a structure. And he says it wasn't there before. And to my knowledge, I looked up several pictures of this place. There are no structures on top of this mountain. Not like this. It looks like a weird castle of doom that was just dropped there. Yeah, I'm looking through that right huh. now, man. That's crazy. Yeah, that is. Yeah, very weird. I, I don't know very what to weird. make of that. Um, yeah. So he says that was not there yesterday, and that was the last video he posted on his account. Now, four days before that, May 13th, he reached out to this guy, Tony Merkel, who runs a podcast called The Confessionals. Um, I highly recommend it. He's a great guy. Um, he has fully fallen down the cryptids, giants, you know, demons, rabbit holes, um, really good stuff. And if you become a member, then, you know, you'll get some even better interviews. Anyways, he, uh, they don't see the message until almost a month later and they start talking and it's kind of just sparse res uh, responses. And eventually on Instagram, they reach out and they try and get connected with him and they ask him, Hey, was that giant video real or a prank? And all he says is, you know, all fake. Everything's fake. It's fake. You know, why? What did you see? It didn't happen. And they continue on. And this guy just cuts out the conversation, says, be safe. And then follows up and says, I can't say anything about it. It didn't happen. Mm. Tony Merkel never got an interview. They never heard back from him. Uh, one week after this on July 1st, it comes up that uh, this guy has died. His full name is Andrew Ryan oh. Watchhorn Dawson, and his obituary was found and put out publicly on the internet. Mm. Now, Interesting. Yeah. There's been no cause of death, no explanation as to what has happened to him or anything. He's just mm -hmm. dead. And the reason I wanted to bring this up, not only he, is he a suddenly died kind of death, maybe like a like a vax death. Yeah, was he vaccinated? I don't know. See, it's hard to pin down with all of this. That's kind of why I wanted to bring this up. Is not just for the cool giant video, but just the nothing here adds up 
really. Right. We don't have a lot of information, and what we do have doesn't really add up to make it definitively a hoax or true. Well, what are the chances that this whole entire thing could be an AI-generated thing, the whole thing, including his TikTok yeah. It's possible. Let me, because I'm, I'm pretty sure I've got, yeah, I've got his TikTok page still up. Wait, what um, if this is some sort of like social experiment or something, you know? It's possible. Uh, it looks like, I mean, he's got several videos going back to June 2021. Now, we've talked about the whole AI, like the deep faking of videos. Yeah. Right. But it's usually not as good as this. If this is a deep fake, I'll be very surprised. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I can't look at the videos, so Oh yeah. I'll 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 get you the link uh so you can look at them yourself. But if if this is a deep fake, I will be very shocked. Okay. I'll take the um, list. What kills me is because your first thought is what publicity stunt, right? This video goes viral. And we know fringe topics like this have been getting really popular, hidden history, giants and stuff on TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. We see them on Telegram all the time, these little two-minute videos of flat earth dudes or whatever. But yeah. what kind of gain is there for running an op like this? If this is solely a hoax from the dude himself, if there's no government hoax involved? Hmm. I don't think yeah, there that is. would be bizarre. And it does, it does look like something almost walking sideways. Would you say like it's walking up that slope kind of? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not a lot to go off of, but it's not enough for me to, to just outright deny that it could be something. Yeah. No, I agree with you there. Um, and the, he was normal up until this too. So this was like, this either was real or he was faking it or he was starting to have a breakdown or something. And this just happened to, you know, be the trigger on him. And I have some vax news after this is done, by the way, just remind me. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. It, I mean, all his videos before this, I just scrolled through a couple of them are really retarded normie stuff. Like mm. the same kind of banal crap you see on TikTok everywhere. Mm. So, I mean, and it could be, I would even be willing to call it a hoax with the giant video, the helicopters, like the helicopters just doing something random, right? Maybe they're just flying around. The structure on top of the mountain is interesting, but could be faked. But then the videos of him getting stopped, the car outside of his house, unless he knows somebody that was willing to get in on this with him. Yeah. And well, I mean, that's, that's a distinct possibility too. I mean, yeah, no, you're right. You have a friend who decides, Hey, why don't you get in on this? The whole thing could have been a show from the beginning, you know? Yeah. But what, but to what end? I don't know. Who who knows why they do any of the stuff that they do right now? No, it's true. They do all kinds of weird stuff. They, you know, they fund like, you know, in reality, they fund all kinds of weird, things to make to cover for all the things that you don't hear about you know no it's true i mean that the only thing that has me questioning is number one was this guy even real to begin with Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is andrew dawson just a fake identity that you know is scrapped now 
Andrew Ryan Dawson. <laughs> do you really think they'd be Is playing really that Ryan much? Dawson? Do you really do you really think they'd be playing that kind of a joke? I mean, this whole oh, thing. Oh, you're saying they're sending a message to him? This whole thing is just a long troll. A long troll of Ryan Dawson. Yeah. Oof. I'm um, not afraid of him, dude. He's an Indian, man. He can put his ear to a rock and know which way the long noses <laughs> are going, dude. Right, exactly. Except he won't call him the long nose. Yeah, he won't. He, he just he hits a bell. And he'll know? say my physics. And he'll say my physics. My physics. Yeah. Right. He's such a faggot. Anyway. Um what else is what else? Uh quick there, Fash, with your COVID. Oh, yeah. Your vaccine. Oh, really quick. Now, I am not just so you know this, I am not a dude weed guy. I, I mean, I think that you know, if you want to have a joint now and then, or there are some medical conditions like seizures, but if you look in the I put it in the wrong chat, I put it in our main chat. Or no, I gave it to Reinhardt, I think. I've uh, got it pulled up, yeah. And I'm gonna go ahead and try to say this fucker's name. Uh Elias Theradoro former USC fighter and cannabis advocate dies of cancer at 34. And I, I, I've heard some, and this is just one of them, but there's been other stories I've heard where out of nowhere now they're claiming that weed is causing heart attacks like a year ago. And like, like listen, that weed's been pretty prevalent now for a while. And there's, you know, there's problems to abusing it, but I, I don't know, man. I, I think the whole thing, Re, that's going to be someone they're going to be blaming all the vax deaths on soon is going to be that oh the, the weed is causing a the heart attack so let me see if i can look that up again oh, hold on so it was, like, this is almost a year ago i think i may have sent it to you johnny weed is causing heart attacks that's a new one on me that's um, a new one but one i definitely do not i would not put past them to throw on the list of uh vaccine heart attack copes and like I'm saying here, um, I do. I mean, I don't think you should be abusing any drugs. Here, cannabis use. This is from 2020, November 8th, 2021. Cannabis use disorder may be um, linked to a growing number of heart attacks in younger adults, and they're blaming it on the legalization. And like I said, again, I'm not saying go out and fucking get get fucking blazed every fucking night or you know all that shit. But I just think it's very funny that after. People have been abusing this shit for years, and there's there's problems with it. But I've never heard um, heart attacks being one. You know? Yeah, that's not one that usually you hear. So if you're somewhere it's legal, you might want to stock up if you're into it. So <laughs> before they start making it illegal again, because the Sacklers have something new to come out. You know? Sure. Oh, the Sacklers weed. Yeah. Then I yeah I wouldn't mess with it once the Sacklers. We're not weed, but they'll probably come out with some other opioid eventually oh. once once they pull this shit off the market. Um, well, the Sacklers are the Sacklers are done. Didn't they extradite themselves off to off to Israel? Oh, so you think, Goyim? <laughs> I don't mean they can't play with our money still though. From there, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. Oh, Alex McJab the in the chat. Slomo could still be there. Alex so. McJab in the chat posted from uh, IFLS. Ah, uh, yes. Young man suffers cannabis-induced heart attack, according to doctor's report. Yeah, that's... Now, maybe... I don't I believe mean, that. I don't either. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I could say would be, um, if you already had a fucked up heart, maybe you freaked out or something on it, that could maybe help induce it. But, I, I mean, just being the main the main driver of it, I don't think so. Yeah, I, and again, I disagree. I, I'm, not a big, I'm not a big pot user. Uh, I mean, I don't disagree with you. Sorry. I I disagree with this finding. Yeah. I just think they're going to be throwing something else. You know, they need something else to, uh, 
you know, blame the what's your call it on there. Hang on. The patient who was a heavy smoker and long-term cannabis user who mm-hmm. eschewed other drugs bar occasional alcohol did not have any of the risk factors for heart disease. Heavy smoker, are they telling us heavy he smoked smoker. cigarettes? Yes, heavy smoker and heavy can and cannabis user. That is two then different things. Yeah, then they're straight up lying. Because right. that right there is his insane risk for heart heart attack and heart mm-hmm. disease. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once once in a great while, old Fash Gordon will get an edible from the dispensary, but it's it's a once maybe a couple times a year thing for me. For a while, I did it for like a week once, way too much when I was off, and it was like I could feel that just affecting me in ways I didn't like. So you know, but for mm-hmm. sleeping, it can be good too. But as far as doing it like. I know I sent you a bunch of, I think I was asking you about it a couple months ago when I first kind of like, because my sister needed to go to the dispensary. I drove her there because her car was fucked up. And I'm like, okay. So I took her and I'm like, I'll grab some for myself. So I got like into it for like a week or two. Then I was like, yeah, I got to, this can't be something you do every fucking day, you know? You know, what's funny. You have like some sort of medical problem or something, you know? Yeah. You know, what's funny. Uh, And, and I say this as somebody who hasn't had much experience with, with weed, I tried a little bit and was like, eh, not for me. Um, Libs and Kikes have been pushing for years the weed being a cure-all for anything from epilepsy to cancer. (laughs) I mean, miracle cure for so many different things, and now they're throwing it on a sacrificial altar? Right. Right. Well, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know why they'd be doing that. But um, don't forget, Reinhardt, we are all uh, supposed to be addicted to the high-potency dab pens. Right. Um, that's what's making us schizo, is that we're addicted <laughs> to high-potency dab pens. Well, you know, Johnny, the first thing is to admit you have a problem, buddy. So I'm not messing with you, dude. Well, yeah, right. No, I admit that we have a problem with being the- right. Well, no, yeah. that, that's right. Exactly. That's the thing is that that's what these uh, what the idiot crew has been talking about, how these schizos are all all these schizos problems are because of the weed pens, the weed that they smoke. It's all about the weed, these high, high potency weed and this Alex Jones tier conspiracy stuff. Speaking of conspiracy stuff real quick, um, <clears throat> there's been a really weird boilerplate sort of message coming out of the dissident right when it comes to like conspiracy theories and truthers, how truthers can you know they can believe that the government can control the weather but they don't believe that a small insular group of ethno-nationalists can control the western governments like what about those of us that do both yeah you know yeah yeah and but it's coming from and that's coming from a lot of names on the right and especially the ones that, that have been affiliated with um, people that have been uh, called names like fed. So, mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you have like all the guys that have been on David Duke's show a lot talking about this. And I know David Duke, may, there's a lot of people who think David Duke's not an asset. There's a lot of people who think David Duke is an asset. I'm not, I don't know hundred percent sure either, but I know he's an asshole. Uh, yeah, well, but, you uh, actually met him, didn't you? So you'd know, right? Yeah, that that nigga yeah. unplugged my phone. Remember, we've we've done this. Yeah, we've done this. Yeah, he, he unplugged, unplugged my phone. phone. He unplugged. We were at we were at at the thing at uh, where the one guy was getting his head sewn up. Uh, he got bashed in the head with um with a bike helmet, 
and he was getting his head sewn up and David Duke was there and I plugged my phone in and he was looking for his charger and he grabbed my phone and he had an Android and I had an iPhone and he unplugs my iPhone charger, looks at it and says, that's not my charger and puts the phone and the charger back down without plugging them back together. <laughs> wow. That's- I was like, I was like, yeah, man, thanks. Like I was, I was standing like right behind him when he did it. And I just was like, look at him. Like, are you, are you for real right now? Is this guy for real? And it's just that, that kind of boomer narcissistic, uh, oblivious to everything going on around his bubble, you know? That's, yeah, that's the best that I can say about him too, Johnny is I, I can't say either way, whether he's an actual fed or not, but yeah, he, he seems to have that boomer narcissism. Yeah, he may not be an asset, but he's an asshole. Yeah. One thing too, though, I think that people forget is that you could be an asset and not know it. Oh, sure. Like, you, you, could be, yeah. you can be. Um, exactly. You can be. You can be a victim of choice architecture, and you know, and and have your entire organization be um, controlled by donations and. Uh, Oof. Yeah, which is which is you know as we know around here that's not us because we're not you have to get donations to be controlled by donations. <laughs> hey hey hey, we thank you. Belt loops matter. No no, that was a joke. Moose. No well, no, <laughs> we get donations here on Pilled, but we don't get the large choice. Right. Listen, we're, we're not, not sitting pretty on seventy grand a month. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're not sitting on right. We're not being we're not being paid handsomely for saying certain things. And when we keep saying those things, they keep giving us money. That's what choice architecture is. It's like uh, uh, a guy will start saying, um, you know, they'll start supporting like Yang gang or something. Remember that back a while oh back? God, they'll start yeah. supporting Yang gang. And then all of a sudden a bunch of donations will start flooding in and be like, Oh, they like the Yang gang stuff. So they keep pushing the Yang gang stuff and the donations keep coming in. And you're, you you do not even realize that you're being directed by the money when you, you, I get maybe they do realize you're being directed by the money or maybe they don't care. Eventually, eventually yeah, you do realize it and you start to try and take advantage and, and maybe you even think that you can control it, but then then you realize you have to be approached and you have to realize that you are not the one in control. Right. Well, that's right. But that's the thing is the choice architecture is always right. like control from afar right. via funding. But um, then there's also just straight up fucking funding. There's that. Too. Yeah. Also that. Yeah. <laughs> but we, yeah, we are not, we are not victims of choice architecture, but we do absolutely appreciate everybody who donates. Uh, you guys keep us going. Um, you you guys have paid for the website update. You guys have paid for all the prep that we purchase uh, to do the show. We are <laughs> might have to be buying Johnny a new computer. I do have an idea though for you to raise some money for that new computer, Johnny. If you want to hear what's it. that? What's that? Very simple. You do an IRL stream with your phone and you kind of shake like you're a crackhead. Don't shower for a few days. Then go to all these really like uh, ethnic uh, pawn shops and try. Like I got his computer, man. Try to sell your old computer to him. Like just be like. <laughs> Like snorting and shit. Come on, it works, man. You just gotta plug it in. Like try to sell them a busted computer, and we'll just watch the reaction of like a beeb or whatever. You know? Wow. I, I don't know that that's. I don't know that that's something that I would want to put myself physically through. That is very specific. Yeah. It'd be funny. It would be funny. It'd be funny as hell. Trolls it would watching be funny a- if we had a whole crew of guys coming around with me to do it. I'm not doing it by myself. <laughs> real, real quick. Speaking yeah. of speaking of funding and everything, uh, thank you to everybody who's been buying our T-shirts from Dissident Apparel right now. They are down for some routine maintenance. 
So yeah, they're doing some server upgrade stuff yep. so that they can handle uh, business better. They will be back up soon. They will um, build back better. They, well, they are building back better. They're building back better as we speak. So yes, make sure to check. Keep checking back on Dissident Apparel. It'll be up. In, it'll be back up in a couple of days. And, um, um, and what's up, Flash? Eventually, I do want to come on here. If I have to get some prep. It'd have to be the Tuesday show too, because I work the weekends. But I do want to do one on a. I know I messaged you a few times about the cult expert. Yes. Remember? Because yes. I, I, I'm telling you, I think this is another way they're going to come after people. In the oh, future. please, and yes. I'll, I'll go into it though, but it'll be a long. This will be a long, like entitled, entitled, um, entire uh, episode. You know. Okay. So we'll, we'll figure like, it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. we can we'll record during the week and always push it out later. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It'd be exactly. one that's in the chamber, so to speak. You know, ready to go. Exactly. Right. All right. Well, we are going to take off. I'm, I'm, I'm still mad. <laughs> Sorry. No. Well, you know, just curious, what kind of coffee was it? I want to know what kind of coffee you, 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 you consume there. Pete's coffee. Pete's? Yeah. Is that, is that organic or? Uh, I don't know. It's Pete's uh, regular house blend. It's good. Co- it's from, I like it. It's from Northern California. They, 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 uh, we used to go to the, the original Pete's and get like the freshly roasted stuff used to yes anyways that sounds good all right um real quick this may i, I don't know if this will lift your spirits at all johnny but i know it may What's lift that? some people's spirits uh got a preview for the weekend show for october kicking it off yes yes we are getting into october we have these really cool 80s ish fantasy horror uh font background stuff this one is the gnome gnosis this is a cool one um there's there's going to be one for every week and one special one for the Halloween live stream, which will be Friday the 28th at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. Yes, nice. we will have friends along. Uh, probably several people yeah. join us. But until then, each week, yeah, we'll have a good topic episode that is very fitting for uh, Spooktober. Mm-hmm. Also, scratch offs are released. They should. You should see them in just a minute on the gold pill tab. So go ahead and get those. Yes. All right. We are going to be back this weekend with a very cool show uh, with our buddy Hudson. And uh, there will be a Necronormicon following this on the podcast version uh, whenever that's released. (laughs) And we, ah, man, I'm so mad right now. All right. We're going to get out of here. See y'all later. All right. Time travel makes you gay. Extremely. 21 gay watts. The Coming Insurrection by The Invisible Committee. Seventh Circle. We are building a civilized space here. The first global slaughter, which from 1914 to 1918 did away with a large portion of the urban and rural proletariat, was waged in the name of freedom, democracy, and civilization. For the past five years, the so-called War on Terror, with its special operations and targeted assassinations, has been pursued in the name of these same values. Yet the resemblance stops there, at the level of appearances. The value of civilization is no longer so obvious that it can be brought to the natives as a package, 
Freedom is no longer a name scrawled on walls, for today it is always followed, as if by its shadow, with the word security. And it is well known that democracy can be dissolved in pure and simple emergency edicts. For example, in the official reinstitution of torture in the U.S. or in France's Purban to Law. In a single century, freedom, democracy, and civilization have reverted to the state of hypotheses. The leader's work from now on consists in shaping the material and moral, as well as symbolic and social conditions in which these hypotheses can be more or less validated, in configuring spaces where they can seem to function. All means to these ends are acceptable, even the least democratic, the least civilized, the most repressive. It was a century in which democracy regularly presided over the birth of fascist regimes. Civilization constantly rhymed to the tune of Wagner or Iron Maiden with extermination and in which one day in 1929, freedom showed its two faces, a banker throwing himself from a window and a family of workers dying of hunger. Since then, let's say since 1945, it's taken for granted that manipulating the masses, secret service operations, and the restriction of public libraries and the complete sovereignty of a wide array of police forces were appropriate ways to ensure democracy, freedom, and civilization. At the final stage of this evolution, we see the first socialist mayor of Paris putting the finishing touches on urban pacification with a new police protocol for a poor neighborhood. Announced with the following carefully chosen words, we're building a civilized space here. There's nothing more to say. Everything has to be destroyed. Though it seems general in nature, the question of civilization is not at all a philosophical one. A civilization is not an abstraction hovering over life. It is what rules, takes possession of, colonizes the most banal, personal, daily existence. It's what's hold together, the most intimate, and the most general. In France, civilization is inseparable from the state. The older and more powerful the state, the less it is superstructure and exoskeleton of a society and the more it constitutes the subjectivities that people it. The French state is the very texture of French subjectivities, the form assumed by centuries-old castration of its subjects. Thus, it should come as no surprise that its delirium's psychiatric patients are always confusing themselves with political figures. That we agree that our leaders are the root of all our ills. That we like to grumble so much about them and that this grumbling is the consternation which crowns them as our masters. Here, politics is not considering something outside of us but part of ourselves. The life we invest in these figures is the same life that is taken from us. If there is a French exception, this is why everything even the global influence of French literature is a result of this amputation. In France, literature is the prescribed space for the amusement of the castrated. It is the formal freedom conceded to those who cannot accommodate themselves to nothingness of their real freedom. That's what accounts for all the obscene winks exchanged for centuries now between the statesmen and the men of letters in this country. As each gladly dons the other's costume, that's also why intellectuals here tend to talk so loud 
when they're so meek. And that's why they always fail at the decisive moment, the only moment that would have given meaning to their existence, but that also would have banished them from their profession. There exists a credible thesis that modern literature, as a repercussion of the state massacre of June 1848. It's in the blood of these Parisian insurgents against the silence surrounding the slaughter that modern literary forms were born, spleen, ambivalence, fetishism of form, and morbid detachment. The neurotic affection that the French pledged to their republic, in the name of which every smudge of ink assumes an air of dignity, any pathetic hack is honored, underwrites the perpetual repression of its originary sacrifices. The June days of 1848, 1,500 dead in combat, thousands of su summary executions of prisoners, and the assembly welcoming of the surrender of the last barricade with cries, long live the Republic, and the bloody week of 1871 are birthmarks no surgery can hide. In 1945, Coheve wrote, the official political idea of France and of the French today, still that of the nation state, of one of the indivisible Republic. On the other hand, in the depths of its soul, the country understands the inadequacy of this ideal, of the political anachronism of the strictly national idea. The feeling that has admittedly not reached the level of a clear and distinct idea, the country cannot and will not yet express it openly. Moreover, for the very reason of the unparalleled brilliance of its national past, it is especially difficult for France to recognize clearly and to attempt frankly the end of the national period of history and to understand all of its consequences. It is hard for a country which created out of nothing the ideological framework of nationalism and exported it to the whole world to recognize that it all remains of it now as a document to be filed in the historical archives.